Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. Today, my guest is my old friend Jake Thompson, and we shoot the shit on a whole bunch of different stuff to include the coronavirus, to include the new Mark Wahlberg movie, Spencer Confidential, available now on Netflix, directed by Peter Berg, who's directed a lot of stuff and has directed Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg in the past. We break that down. We break down a whole bunch of other bullshit uh, that's going on in and around uh, the world. And we share it with you in this lovely breakdown, which we're just going to call Searching for the Perfect Title because as you will hear throughout this podcast, the perfect title for a podcast doesn't necessarily exist and you've got to go with it and embrace it while it is there. That being said, I have zero doubt in my mind that really wealthy, powerful men get pegged by their significant others. I'm sure that's how it happens. I'm sure there's a balance to it that just sort of brings a peace to the universe. And so, with that being said, is it out of the realm of possibility that our dear leader of the United States, President Donald Donald J. Trump, perhaps likes getting pegged? No. No, and I don't think we should knock him for it. You know, happy people don't shoot up movie theaters and what he does in his bedroom with his significant other or others. Who says he can't have many significant others? The dude's been married and divorced plenty of times. Sure, he's got a lot of love to give. Anyway, that being said, sure he likes getting pegged and there's nothing wrong with that. And if you like getting pegged, there's nothing wrong with you for liking that. All right. So enough of that. Shout out to my supporters, AK-49 Martial Arts. Red Run Cannabis Company, the Schnitzel Bomber, the Iron Asylum Gym in lovely Soldotna, Alaska, and 5150 Vapes. I will include the warning that is mandatory for one of those businesses, and with that being said, we're also going to dive straight into the podcast. So, without going into too much, here's a little bit. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611. Man, it's a dirty, coffee stained Red Run mouse pad right there. Mm-hmm. Right there. Just being all classy and shit. This is how Spielberg does it. Well, Spielberg, Spielberg's uh, adopted daughter is now making pornos and apparently dating a really old guy. So 
I'm sure Spielberg is a really interesting father with some interesting parenting method, uh, methods. Um, a weird, I don't know if it was necessarily a QAnon drop, but it was released by um, a guy by the name of Sam Tripoli. He's a stand-up comedian, also hosts mm. a Tinfoil Hat podcast. Um, but he put up a blind item that he came across, which was a very well-known actor is, or director is going to get into some trouble very soon for the questions that he was asking minors uh, during a casting. Oh, yeah, put the coffee down I'm there. Trying, yeah. How is the coffee? Coffee's great. Coffee's well, wonderful. Where did we get this coffee again? That place over there. That isn't paying us to tell them yeah. how good they are. No, and and that's my thing. Like, I mean, if you're you know if you're looking for coffee, you're you know, and you like primo, like five out of five star coffee, you go to the place that's just right over there. Yeah, as long as it's locally owned. Yeah, it's really kind of the big thing. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'll like I'll shop, like I'll get coffee at a star. I think the last time I got Starbucks was a couple months ago. I don't know. Why and I felt a little you bit dirty for to. doing it. At some point, you like, I it's like a baseline, you know. It's how all other coffees are judged. Yes, yeah. it's I, like this is yeah. It's I guess it's kind of like whatever what everyone's first designer designer. Ooh, we get to do air quotes now. People yeah. can see them. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like everyone's first designer coffee, right? It's their first kind of coffee shop experience, or what it's, they think a coffee shop experience is supposed to be. Yeah, it's everyone. <clears throat> it's everyone's first time buying coffee more than three. You might actually be out of the frame right now. I, wish I, I hope be. so. They'll find out. I don't okay. know. <laughs> but no, it's it's everyone's coffee over three dollars, or at least their first one. Should we really even be paying over three dollars for a cup of coffee? You're buying the experience. I I agree. Um, but, like, what is the actual value of the coffee that they're selling? For example, um, I'm going to bring this one up. Um, someone that you and I both know and uh, and love, maybe not passionately, romantically. Yeah. But I like the guy. Victor Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Um, so he... I've um, heard of him. By the way, if you have not checked out Victor Rodriguez on UFC's Fight Pass, or I'm sure it's probably been pirated to YouTube by now, yeah, check, it, check out his... PirateBay.org. Yeah. yeah, my God, or .gov. Yeah. Um, .gov is probably my favorite website uh, ever. That and WhiteHouse.com, another another fine example of, of internet interneting. Yeah. Um. So he uh, has a GoFundMe now for to help yeah. uh, with his uh, with his um health uh, his injuries. He got he got his, his tooth jacked up, his boo boo in his face and his yeah. his his tooth and all that stuff. The stuff that hurts. That was three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? Is what they were yeah. asking for. That is what that is what healthcare costs without insurance. Mm-hmm. What it would have cost with insurance, what they would have charged the insurance company for, is probably about forty thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, bare bones, three grand. Um, I had a place around here. Uh, went brought my vehicle in to get checked out. They quoted me work that was uh, well over a thousand dollars. Uh, I had a buddy of mine help me. Thirty-five bucks. Get, yeah, get the new part. Um, you know, it's what is but the now action? you owe a favor, and what is the price of a favor? Oh, this dude just wants me to weld. I'll, I'll weld for him all day. <laughs> oh, you want me to weld for you? I will super glue hot ass metal for you, my friend. That is that is what friends are for. Um, but yeah. By the way, shout out to to uh, wrenchers around here, uh, Riverside Wrenching. 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's a story. Yeah, so, so okay. on yeah. the way here, which, by the way, my my vehicle is in the shop. Yeah, over. so before you judge me, you have to understand he does not have wheels. Yeah, I can't. I'm not in the place to talk shit. I have zero room. Um, so he comes and picks me up uh, from my house. I'm like, you know, I don't want him to drive too far into the roadway because uh, we haven't been plowed, and it's uh, snowing. It is. We live in Alaska, and I don't know where you live in the world uh, and what it's like in March, but right now there's a lot of snow in, in South Central Alaska. And that being said, it's very easy to get your vehicle stuck, uh, yeah. but my vehicle isn't working anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, my friend here came, picked me up. We went over to uh, Riverside Wrenching yeah. off of uh, off of K Beach, where they do uh, fantastic work. Because um, you had to clear the evidence out of your vehicle. I had to, yeah. Yeah, you gotta. Had, you sometimes got to move a body. True story. True story. The great thing about uh, having Highlander, though, is that nobody's like that. There's definitely a body in the trunk. <laughs> if I had a if I had a Cadillac on like twenty fours, and I got out in a uh, in um. Like a like a running suit, mm-hmm. you'd be like, "There's a body in that fucking trunk." Um, but the Highlander, <laughs> tracksuit, full of bodies, full yeah. of bodies. I could, have, I could have everybody's body. If there's a missing body, it could be in the back of that Highlander. Nobody's going to suspect a thing because no. I'm not a guy in a Cadillac and a tracksuit. Um, like that guy's dangerous. Um, so Petrov over there. Oh. <laughs> well, Old Roman from uh, GTA Five. <laughs> yeah, uh, four was it? Four? It was GTA. F- yeah, GTA Four. Oh. Roman was GTA Four. Everything after three is like a blur. Where do you think great um, that uh, Grand Theft Auto rests in the uh, in the greatest video games of all time? Ooh, um, as far oh, as franchises is, go, that is such a great question, actually, because there was a certain point where it really kind of revolutionized, like the open world. Um, yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah. it honestly it made the play t- PlayStation Two. I mean, Grand Theft Auto. I think prior to that was just like a top-down view of like run in, seal this car, and, and they created yeah, like that open world, the uh, sort of the floating plot where you didn't just have to go from sequence to sequence to sequence, where it's like you could get you could go in any direction and kind of uh, come up with some sort of submission or whatever make your own adventure like if you stole Mm. a fire truck you could now go on a missions to uh, put out fires or Mm. you could spray pedestrians with the hose you could do all kinds of shit you could steal helicopters and blow people up whatever you wanted to if you wanted to do none of that (laughs) you could do none of that whatever you wanted to do it was like the sims with automatic weapons (laughs) which was the one thing the sims was missing I agreed. You know, I always felt that way. If you can't mow down your family, then what's the point? Yeah, I always felt that way with SimCity. It's like the one thing SimCity is missing is war. (laughs) So, like, let's just, you know, let's declare our independence as our city and... Now, was the Sims Sid Meier's as well? Was Uh, that a Sims? That was Civilization. I don't think that was Sims, though. Okay, so... I know Sid Meier's did Civilization. He did. He did. He addressed that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you could throw in, and I don't know if you can. I've never played Sims. I'm, but I, don't, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you can't. You can go out on a murder spree now. Like if you're like, eh, I'm just gonna go on yeah, a murder I spree. Not without a patch. Yeah, I mean, you got to get the <laughs> DLC, which, yeah. uh, which is coming, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, they've been working on it and call EA. Yay! Anytime you hear <laughs> EA, you know that. So here's a question. For you. This is what kind of brought us together. Yes. Um, the new film on Netflix, mm. starring Mark Wahlberg, directed by Peter Berg, co-starring guys like Bokeem Woodbine, who we don't see enough. Um, and was that Alan Alda? 
Was that? Oh, I'm gonna have to. You're check. gonna have to look on your phone, sir. I know. Do I have I, my phone? This is perhaps mine's over this, there. This, oh yeah, yours is busy. Um, I'm fairly certain this, that was Alan Alda. If that that would explain a lot, but that is potentially upsetting to me. So, I, one of the things that I wasn't aware of that you put me onto was that this was sort of a remake of an '80s sitcom Spencer for Hire. Now, I don't know if Alan Alda was in Spencer for Hire. But I'm I'm led to believe uh, in a, at least a couple of instances, just my personal opinion, that this is probably Marky Mark's best film ever, and and I don't say that lightly because he was in Four Brothers. That was a great film, but I think the thing to take away from this is that I think that there wasn't a lot of pressure on him to make a good film that represented anything. Um, it was just an opportunity to get some Netflix money and make a film for the sake of making a fun film. I think that this is probably, it's the most fun that I've had at a Peter Berg film uh, in a very, very long time. Peter Berg uh, directed Lone Survivor, which also starred Marky Mark. Um, and, and I don't think that that film itself was a great representation of the book, only because it missed the Pepsi bottle. But with that being said, it wasn't like it was a fun movie to watch. It was a, it was a long, hard, painful movie to watch. And so with that being said, Spencer Confidential was definitely not one of those things. It was a lot of, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was, it was very entertaining. There was some cool, you know, there, uh, there was mixed martial arts elements. If you're into that, Cowboy Cerrone had a cameo. Um, you got to watch Post Malone get punched in the face, which was cool. I don't know if you've ever wanted to punch Post Malone in the face, but if you're an American, You've probably at some point considered punching Post Malone in the face. And regardless of how you feel about uh, Marky Mark and whether or not he's drinking gallons of adrenochrome, I'm grateful that he pushed or punched Post Malone. But I have zero, I don't believe for a second that Marky Mark would have a chance in hell against Cowboy Cerrone. No, no, I, I'm not. Um, and Cowboy starts, I, Cowboy's a slow starter. Th uh, there is that. But but cowboy, I think would still. Yeah, no, I think I think you'd ride it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I one thing I did notice watching uh, the film, <clears throat> we could we could Google this and find out for sure. But was um, it Alda? Uh, I look, I couldn't figure it out. I don't think it was Alda. Okay. But I mean, if it is Alan Alda, and I didn't like sing to myself, "Suicide is Painless," the theme to Mash, I'm gonna feel like I haven't watched the film yet. Alan Arkin. What? Shit. Who the hell was... One of the old guys. It, it, it was just an old dude. It might as well have... You know what? There are some old dudes that just kind of like fall into the slot and they hire him because they're not dead. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, shit. He's free and he's not dead. Um, he doesn't remember when we don't pay him. <laughs> speaking of Joe Biden... Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. before we get into Joe Biden and, and wasn't in the film, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. You well. can put in guys that uh, just that are easily replaceable with other guys. Um, why not? Why not in in the the next Spencer Confidential throw in uh, Anthony Hopkins? Why not? Fuck it. You know, like he's still alive. We got him. Um, <laughs> he's still know. there. Well, he, Anthony Hopkins can still show up and be creepy. Can we do a? We could do a CGI Don Rickles. <laughs> Like Don Rickles just talking shit for like an hour and a half, just shitting on everybody. You're all you're all pieces of shit. It's uh, like uh, seeing Dude, Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with all this crime? 
And yeah, and watch him get fucking gorilla slapped <laughs> yeah. by Don Rickles. Um, and that was one of the things I never understood. Like, why Don Rickles never beat the shit out of Larry David? Um, yeah. Like, like Larry, and, and I love Larry David. Bless yeah. his heart. Uh, Don Rickles, way funnier. <laughs> um, you know, who's not, you know, who's, uh, Jim Norton is not going to be doing uh, playing uh, Larry David in uh, in a gangster flick, but you know who uh, Jim Norton did play? He did play Don Rickles in The Irishman. Don Rickles, way cooler than Larry David. Yeah. That's about all we have for today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, so let's talk a little bit about this uh, about so, Spencer Confidential. It was it was very interesting because like. I honestly, I had a hard time following the plot once I got to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, this is Spencer for Hire. This is Spencer for Hire reboot. And the I was actually more familiar with, uh, I want to say they called it a man named Hawk. I don't know. It was like the, like Spencer for Hire, I think went from like 1983 to 1986 or something like that. Um, and then the there was an offshoot of a man named Hawk or something like that. Um, but... No, once I realized it was that, it was total like return to 1980s growing up, my childhood, you know, like just kind of enjoying everything on sort of a nostalgic level. It's weird that, that that's, those are the times that we live in now. Right? Yeah. Um, so we've got guys like Marky Mark capitalizing mm-hmm. on an 80s TV show yeah, but that he probably watched as a kid. Yeah, and and I think that that's I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. like that sort of thing is is what I'm fine with. When I'm, I'm upset we don't have everybody dance now part two. I want to know where where the Roy uh, Batty TV show is. If we're yeah. if we're talking about like shows that should be on Netflix, I want to know where the Funky Bunch is. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. What are the members of the Funky Bunch doing at this juncture yeah. in their lives? Um. I hope they have some sort of piece of Wahlberg. It'd be great if they did. It's like he's he's really only making about seven percent of what he actually pulls in. Yeah, the rest goes to the Funky Bunch. He's just taking care of the Funky Bunch. He's like he's like Keanu Reeves and the Matrix crew. <laughs> he's like they had my they. He's had this shitty Mark Wahlberg impression. They had my back. I don't know. know seems seems to be seems to be from Boston quite a bit. Yeah, um, but I do believe he is left-handed. Based on the violent scenes I'd seen in uh, Spencer for Hire. Yeah. Well, not Spencer for Hire, but Spencer Confidential. Um, yeah, like he seems to lead with the left a lot. Everything seems to come out of the left. Everything he does is left-hand dominant. I think, and there's, I, I don't want to get too deep into the whole left-handed versus right-handed human alien thing. But I think Wahlberg's a lefty. Just going to leave it at that. So... I'm glad that you're a boxing coach because yeah. I, I don't know if you caught the last one of the last episodes we did. It was a fight breakdown of Victor's fight. Yeah, um, and it was. Uh, yeah, no, it, I don't listen to the show. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't. Once I once I do it, I don't listen to it either. I've already had the conversation. <laughs> um, but they, I did a, I got a really good fight breakdown from Seth and and uh, mm-hmm. and Jason. And leading with a left really throws everyone off, especially if you are a righty. Um, because you're, you know, they're expecting you to do one thing and you're leading with another thing. Mm-hmm. You're changing the way the dance goes. Uh, especially if you're, you know, scrapping against a guy who you know has got some jujitsu. 
you, you change up, you change your spacing, you change up everybody's timing, you change what leg they have to go for if they're going to shoot. Now they have to go to the outside. <laughs> learn to avoid the knee bar. Learn, learn <laughs> to avoid the knee bar. That was the lesson. Yeah. That was the lesson. Avoid the knee bar. The knee bar is... In that particular fight, the knee bar will be your enemy. Um, if a guy lands a lot of knee bars, you probably avoid the knee bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's good at it. Yeah. Um, uh, but that being said, um, yeah, I don't. So we can get into a little bit of the conspiracy stuff because I do, I do have some other things that I, some ideas that I've been working on that I do kind of want to talk about. One of them. When we go hunting for a sassy. By the way coming up that is that's it's it's coming we are we are <laughs> we are going on the port chatham hunt it's not even a hunt we're, we're going out to find the port chatham hairy man that's a thing that's happening if you're interested go down in the comments below let us know that you're interested and you want to come and if you're in alaska we can maybe make that happen yeah. probably gonna have to sign a waiver though because if if a sassy rips you limb from limb because <laughs> the big difference between like the port chatham hairy man mm -hmm. and like sasquatch fucking Chatham Harry Man has a body count. Like he's yeah. he's done some shit. Like he's he's been there. Seen things. He's seen some things, man. He's probably got some trouble sleeping. You know, he hears some rustle in the woods. You're in his you're in his space now. It's, yeah. I haven't seen the new Rambo, but apparently he's got tunnels like El Chapo, and and so he's popping in. And out. I wouldn't be surprised if Sasquatch is out there digging tunnels. Got a, got some cool underground shit. He's gonna fuck me up. But maybe not. Maybe I'll have some hashade for him, and maybe we'll be buddies. Maybe maybe we'll bring him back, and it it's, turns out he's not like a really angry, fucking sassy. He's like he's like I'm not a sassy. I'm a hairy man. And I just I just like living in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Stop fucking with me. And so, just, so we stop fucking Probably. with him. Yeah. yeah. But he gets some hashade. We drop it. We airdrop it via Dude, drone. You see while. me every weekend at Fred Meyer, and it's totally cool. You find me out here in the woods where I live, and you're freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting stuff airdrop, bro. He's he's got that that um, that Walmart uh, bush shopping experience going. Which Jim, I helped you with your I helped you fly your drone. But yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm excited. Turns out, turns out Sassy's on the council. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So Netflix. Netflix. Uh, yes. Netflix conspiracy theory. So Netflix, a lot of the films that, that they have on there, they've got a lot, a wide variety of stuff. Mm -hmm. But there are certain films that get pushed along um, and presented, uh, you know, first. One of them, I think, is, is Forrest Gump. And we've gone over on the podcast how Forrest Gump, uh, I believe, was created to help people misremember historical events. And I've told you how to fix that with Forrest Gump too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or double down. Yeah. Um, but and that's when I gave them the box cutters. <laughs> <laughs> they said you couldn't bring a knife on the plane, so I gave my friend Muhammad Atab a box cutter. <laughs> but. But with that, um, then that, that's how it works. You you put in you put in things that happen, and you mix them up with things that didn't happen. And you put in people and things that weren't there, and then you present it in a way that people think, "Oh yeah, that makes way more sense than whatever actually happened." So Oliver Stone. This is one of the ideas that I've been working on. I'm, I'm getting rid. I think I'm getting rid of Netflix for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, but misinformation is one of them. 
uh, in the form of like fake documentaries. Or, for example, um, they did a documentary recently about uh, the, the killing of Malcolm X. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, if you have Netflix... He's and, still alive. Um, he's definitely not. Oh. But um, they they went after a dead man in this documentary mm-hmm. uh, and, and blamed him for, for all of this, right? But according to the Islamic faith, making the Hajj, those sorts of things, sort of redeem you for whatever it was you did. But one of the things... Um, they didn't go into, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get fucked up for this one. Um, they didn't go into. I believe the guy's name was H.R. Hunt. It had nothing to do with E. Howard Hunt, who was the guy who was um, associated with the Kennedy assassination and with um, Watergate and the Bay of Pigs. Allegedly, nothing to do with him. Um, but this Hunt, uh, this H.R. Uh, Hunt, and it might not be H.R. Hunt. He was like a food guy in Arkansas and Texas. Dallas was kind of where he was yeah. from. Um, but he was fun. He was also uh, very much uh, like a, a, a very racist, very, you know, not a big fan of the black guys. But he was uh, someone who was so financially... he was like an NBA team owner. But yes. Basically, yeah. Um, that being said, this dude uh, was giving a lot of money to Elijah Muhammad. And in fact, the last speech that uh, Malcolm X gave before his assassination at the Audubon, he was talking about that. And these are these are things you can find on, on YouTube. He's talking about his relationship, uh, Elijah Muhammad's uh, relationship with the racist uh, uh, white man in Dallas, um, and that that man's association with the Kennedy assassination. Because this other hunt in Texas was also uh, investigated and interviewed after the Kennedy assassination. He was the guy that paid for the Kennedy wanted for treason uh, ad in the newspaper, right? And and some of these things I might be getting a little messed up because misremembering. Um, but they didn't cover any of that in this Killing Malcolm X documentary. But this is all stuff that you can find. You mm-hmm. spent three or four hours uh, explaining that the Nation of Islam uh, was involved in the assassination of Malcolm X. But you messed up this big part of why, right? So... If Elijah Muhammad had a bunch of children with teenagers and he was living the high life and all of his lieutenants were living a high life and all the guys underneath him were living the high life, but they were being supplemented uh, by a guy who was hoping to get a bunch of black folks back to Africa, um, then there's there's just things that you're intentionally leaving out because that's a big part of the story. That was the speech, and you gave parts of that speech. You, you you aired parts of that speech during this documentary, but you didn't air that part. Why didn't you air that part? Why is it the entire um, documentary about going after the man in the trench coat, which, by the way, the man in the trench coat, who is the, the man that fired the shots that uh, killed Malcolm X, um, was was caught on film, like walking out of the Audubon ballroom in his trench coat. That's what I call him, the man in the trench coat. He was also in uh, in an advertisement for Cory Booker, former presidential candidate Cory Booker, when he was running for mayor of Newark. I mean, this guy was a pillar, uh, turned into a pillar of the community, and so that's kind of what people need to understand. You know, is like this this dude, um, you know, intentionally left out this big part of the story and 
you're telling me no one at Netflix did their due diligence and just trusted the, whoever released it at their word, or was that the way it was released intentionally? Thoughts? I, I don't know which direction to go with this. I think... Um, does Sorry, that make I, sense? I, yeah, no, no, okay. I, I understand what you're saying, but also what gets me is you're like, well, I'm thinking about canceling Netflix for spreading misinformation and not doing their due diligence while you're also going to drop like 30 bucks on like a dude, I was filming a dolphin's eye and I saw a UFO in the background documentary. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so it's like, this is the evidence we need. So, and here's why I'll do that. Um, a, because aliens are awesome. Um, and can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. But but I think that that part of this is, and I'm not going to get rid of Netflix. I got to I got to keep I got I got streaming service and chill, man. Yeah. Um, I got to I got to stay on it. But and eventually, were they to sponsor, <laughs> it would potentially be the best streaming service available. Use our link down below. Yeah, and or the I mean not right now. Enter the promo code dickhead <laughs> yeah. twenty twenty and get ten percent off now. Yeah, on and your until Netflix then, account. just. Cancel your subscription. Yeah, until yeah. they until they link with us. This is yeah, it's a boycott. It's a movement. So I mean that's but but yeah. that's my one that's my, my my best example right now of Netflix. Um, but uh, Oliver Stone. Yeah. Intentional intentional misinformation. Right. So you present something as truth, right? Mm -hmm. Like his JFK documentary, or not JFK documentaries, JFK uh, film based on a true story. There are really important facts mm -hmm. that he misrepresented in that film, and that's a big part. Like, um, yeah. uh, like Oswald's shooting record being the big one, uh, being being the very one of the most glaring ones. I mean, there's a bunch of rabbit holes that you could say he didn't go down, um, but he did touch on if you were if you were someone who got interested, then you dove into the Jim Garrison stuff, then you dove into the the doctor that um, worked on both Kennedy. Um, and uh, Oswald, and you looked at mm -hmm. the differences uh, between um, what we were told and what the doctors who actually worked on him were saying. Um, he he did kind of go into the I think the mutilation of the body, um, but there are big things that he left out. But you also have um, his work on on Scarface. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, everybody loves Scarface. Everybody. All right, Al Pacino's amazing. It's a great movie, great role, a lot going on. It's a very, very deep movie. But one of the things that they left out, or a bunch of the things that they left out um, that never really kind of get discussed until 20, 30 years later, um, we were, the C when I say we, not like you and I, yeah. <laughs> the CIA... Um, we were 10. And, and guys like Barry Seal, they were shipping uh, uh, in cocaine... Tamina, Arkansas. They weren't going through Miami. They weren't trying to fucking buy Lamborghinis and mm -hmm. get tigers and shit. Um, these were dudes that were flying their drugs into Tamina, Arkansas under the watch of Attorney General and then later on Governor Bill Clinton. So yeah. so this is what was happening and this is that's the, the story that gets left out. That's the story that no one talks about. Um, until we get the Tom Cruise Hollywoodized movie fucking 30 years later but during the time that that was going on and they were presenting the the, the Scarface story is this is what's going on in Miami this is what was going on and this is what was actually happening now um, Oliver Stone has said in interviews that he went down to South America he did a lot of interviews uh, he felt his life was in danger at certain points yada 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 so I would say the exact same thing yes 
if that's what I was being told to say. <laughs> um, so if you're down there and you're in the shit and you're talking to people, you're someone's going to tell you the real shit. Eventually, someone's going to say, "Well, we're also shipping guns to yeah. to Nicaragua, and we're trying to overthrow. We're trying to kill a bunch of commies while we're at it, and uh, trying to stop it's, the expansion." A lot of, of irons in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't touch on it. They, yeah. What they they don't they don't really touch on the cocaine coming out of Peru. Um, Altoid cinnamons. We're shipping those back and forth. Fucking narcos barely touched on it. That's yeah. that was the other thing was that, that a TV show like like Narcos doesn't talk about what's going on in Peru. Mm. You t- you hear you hear the names that you get to hear about. Um, I did learn from the narco series that I, I'm not not a, not opposed to El Chapo. Kind of dig kind of dig <laughs> the guy. Yeah, he, uh, he's he's inventive. The, the the tunnel system was fucking genius. It was fucking genius. Um, and apparently he's always been into crazy shirts. Yeah. I don't know if you were aware of this, but there was a run on his Versace shirt when yeah. he, uh, met, uh, uh, Sean Penn, mm. you know, all of a sudden you got guys like Conor McGregor rocking that shirt. Yeah. So, you know, bless his heart. He's a fashion icon. Always yeah. has been. He's, um, well, he's just, he's a little bit ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. and maybe that's the vision that you get with like copious amounts of, 2020 Whatever. El Chapo is like 2015 everybody else. True story. He's yeah. just he's just ahead just, of everyone. Yeah. Um, now I haven't watched the El Chapo show because I'm and I I'm, I just don't know why. But apparently they do get into El Mayao, which is um, his uh, his partner mm. in, in in crime, right? But he's we never hear about him. We never hear about El Mayao, but we do get to hear about uh, Joaquin Guzman. Like he's the name that gets put out. Like. I, what I'm saying is going back to the, the Oliver Stone shit is like if you are if you're down there and you're talking to people who are in the shit who are really involved and they're telling you anything um, eventually someone's going to say this is what's actually going on man um, and you're either going to report that or you're not mm-hmm. and if you don't report that and you report in fact something else then okay then it's why are we going to trust that you're going to provide us anything accurate later on? Um, I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know. Although I do, um, rolling way back in your conversation, um, I do think you did stumble on something kind of interesting in that, um, like, honestly, what we tend to do is, uh, as a society now is we take, like, our li- we take our memes, we take our movies, we take things like that and we decide that is history. That is the news. That is whatever. Um, Sadly, we also do that with the news news. Well, yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's more about entertainment now than actual facts. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, on one end, like, why not? Like, you know, I reject your reality and substitute my own. Um, but on the other token, it's like, I feel like somewhere along the line, we should probably be keeping track of what's actually happening. But but we don't. The way that most people get their news, uh, if they are not getting it from from podcasts, then mm-hmm. then a lot of folks are getting it from the radio or they're getting it from from TV, and they're not actually getting news. They're they're getting people giving their opinion. Um, they're they're watching Sean Hannity because they agree with what he says. Sean Hannity is a great, he's angry about all the things that make me angry. <laughs> um, Trump is amazing. Biden is terrible. Buy my smokeless tobacco. 
Fuck that guy. Like, he, he... I used to have pain in my shoulders. I used to rally against CBD oils. Now I'm all about them. Because the money's changed hands. Fuck that guy. Uh, he and, and guys like Rush Limbaugh, who are paid to just be angry. Like, that's your fucking oh, yeah. existence. Your entire existence. Um, when I got out of the military, one of the things that I, I noticed um, is you'd come across dudes on Instagram... Uh, or Facebook, and they they've decided to brand themselves as like an angry vet guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like well. you've decided to brand yourself as an angry anything it means you have to. Your response to anything is, "Oh, it's up with this bullshit." <sighs> yeah, that guy. Um, mm. But the, the dudes and dudes and gals that are just professionally angry, but like there's the folks that have really um, commercialized it, guys yeah. like Sean Hannity and, and Rush Limbaugh. Where they're angry for 12 minutes, and then they sell you commercials. They sell you shit for like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm going to jack you up. I'm going to scream about the people coming from South America are coming. That's why you need to protect your social security number with LifeLock. And... You might want to get yourself into a new vehicle with low 60-month APR for qualified customers because you need this foreign-made vehicle to feel better than your neighbors who don't have a new foreign-made vehicle. Fuck that guy. You're a real American with your BMW at 60 60 months at 2.5 APR. Even better, even better... We're gonna give you. We're gonna sell you medication. We're gonna sell you medication because you're sad because you've resorted to having to buy a vehicle to feel better about yourself uh, and f- make your neighbor feel like shit, or an attempt to make your neighbor feel like shit. Best and part th- is you can finance all this too. Yes, you can. Even better, because you're taking that medication to deal with your depression, your wiener doesn't work. And in the next break. <laughs> We're going to sell you an American car and a boner pill and a chain of Outback Steakhouses. We're going to s- and then we're going to sell you cholesterol medication after that because your boner doesn't work, uh, your cholesterol is through the roof, and you're sad. Um, but the reason you, your boner doesn't work is because you're taking the depression medication. Now, you maybe wouldn't have to take the depression uh, medication if you just go for a fucking walk with your dog, say hi to some strangers, and maybe not eat like shit. I'm not not speaking to everybody. I can only speak to myself. Um, But I'm generally less excited to take care of myself. Um, and And I generally feel worse when I don't take care of myself. You know, like, I don't know if that makes any it's, sense No, no, it's it's almost like there's a correlation maybe to, like, nutrition and your overall health and well-being. But a lot of it, a lot of it is even just any kind of activity. Yeah. You know, if it's, if you know, it's you working mitts with, with any of your fighters or, um, you know, like, whatever the shit is that, that you do to, to remain, yes. you know, to, to not... You know, fucking shoot your neighbors. I, I, I do think there, um, not to not to go too far out into the woods, but I do think there's a certain primal nature. But we do to man. live in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Yeah, we do exactly. I mean, we're yeah, we're about as bushcraft as you can get. Um, but there's, I think there's a certain primal uh, kind of element to every single person, and I think 
they need to do something to sort of stimulate that like once a week at least, maybe more. And it's something, you know, go running. Go get into a combat sport and beat the crap out of somebody. You know, go hiking. Go try to find some berries to pick or something like that. Just something like a throwback to like ye olden BC days, you know. Out of your house, out of your comfort zone, something yeah. that's a little bit harder than you would do on a normal basis. Like for myself, like I, I get up at like four fifteen and, yeah. I, and I, I go to the gym. I either do jujitsu or I, I go for a long walk to nowhere. Right. By the way, shout out to Iron Asylum. They have they've got the best treadmills. That's not <laughs> that's not true. That's more Barry. Everybody uh, Barry Sanders. This. Barry Sanders is way cooler. Um, by the way, <laughs> Barry Sanders is a great running back. My God, why would why wouldn't you run Barry and Bernie? You could Bernie. Sanders and Sanders. Oh, that's because they're never going to win the big one. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Barry Sanders. Too soon on that one. He could come back and do it. Are you saying the league is that weak now? Uh, <laughs> um, so, Just I mean, give him the ball at the last. You can break the record, Barry. Bless his heart. Yeah. Um, but Barry Sanders, he and Bo Jackson might be the two greatest running backs to not have a Super Bowl ring. To not even get close, really. Well, actually, I think Sanders made the playoffs at one point. But I don't... Like, I mean, what, that's got to be so bad when it's like you know you're awesome and it's like, you know... Your fucking team ownership yeah. does nothing to support you. Next pick, <laughs> Barry Sanders for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Just like, oh... And I'm sure he was thinking, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna do something. They're gonna put yeah. a line together to defend no, no. me. They're gonna do all kinds of shit. No, they're gonna do none of that. Could they're you gonna... imagine Barry Sanders if he didn't have to dance around to just try to find a spot to run? <laughs> or uh, Bo no. Jackson if he couldn't oh. rip his own body out of. Bo Jackson is too strong for himself. <laughs> exactly. Like, can I give you my favorite little-known Bo Jackson fact? A so, Bo nose. Um, so as a freshman at Auburn, he, uh, he told himself and his girlfriend that he was going to win the Heisman Trophy. Didn't tell anyone else. Just fucking did it. Nice. Fucking love that guy. I love, I love Bo Jackson. What? I bought a Kansas City Royals jersey just for Bo Jackson. <laughs> All right? I don't even know anything about baseball. I fucking love but, that guy. So, little known Bo Jackson facts since we're throwing those out there. Or maybe it's fairly well known. Anyway, when he was in high school, his mom did not want him to play football. Wise mom. Yeah, so in order for him to play football, he had to sleep in their car. He wasn't allowed inside the house. So he would sleep in the car during... Uh, Why didn't she want him sleeping in the house? That was his basically his punishment for if he was going to go play football. It's like, you're not going to be in my house. That shit had to smell terrible. Like, <laughs> like, got, I'm not assuming yeah. like that Bo Jackson is a stinky kid. I just imagine that he worked year. out a lot. And if he can't like bring himself in the house, he's got to just be nasty. Like, who's driving the car? Like, I mean, I might have to sleep in it, Mom, but you're going to have to drive it. So, <laughs> meh. But, and, and what if she was at the hospital? Like, told you so, Vincent. <laughs> I told you shouldn't have played. You'd have been great just playing baseball, but look at your badminton record. You would have. You could have gone to the Olympics. Say pickleball. They were. They were in Seoul in '88. You could have gone to Korea. Korea's awesome. You could have gotten bagogi. Here you are on the Raiders. And 
And now, now he's not. Mm. So, you you did some research. Sorry, we had to take a quick oh, break. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so quick research. We were on pause. We were on pause. So full disclosure. Full disclosure. We paused. Uh, I had to take one of those quick Illuminati breaks. So. Uh, it was Alan Alda. Some Alan Arkin. called. We had to take. <laughs> yeah, we had to take some stuff down. We were going to give you the truth about the lizard people, but we got a phone call and they said, "Got yeah. no lizard," which is crazy because my phone's on airplane mode. And they, yeah, no, they, well, they, they, they can do that. They don't even. You don't even have to answer. They don't. They're just you hear the voice. Yeah, your phone doesn't. I have hear to it through the chip in my brain. Yeah. Uh, so it was Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, yes. So okay, so where things got crazy earlier is you had said Alan Alda. Yes. And Who's in MASH? Yes. Yes. Uh, Hawkeye Pierce. I think it was Pierce. Oh, I hope it's Pierce. Hawkeye. We're just going to go with Hawkeye. Or wait, was he even Hawkeye? Or was now, are we talking the TV show or the movie? We're talking the TV show. Okay. Because Hawkeye in the movie, if I'm not mistaken, was Donald Sutherland. Because he was the quarterback. He was the, the college... Superstar quarterback at one point. Oh, man, I do not want to have to Google Alan Alda one more time today. We don't need to. <laughs> it's like, it's like should, the... Someone's just going to tell us how much we suck. Um, <laughs> and we're shitty people. Should be. It's like checking your credit report. You can do it free so many times a year, but after you've like Googled Alan Alda like the fourth time, like, like they, they want a couple bucks. You get, or, none of, you get <laughs> zero Alan subscribe. Alda um, Alright, well then we're going to sell people all your credit card information you <laughs> asked for Alan Alda and Alan Arkin one more time. Um, but it was Alan Arkin, yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, Netflix is a fucking weird thing, man. Because mm-hmm. on the other, like, on the flip side of that, you also had that one and a half hour um, Michael Mann, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Alfa Romeo commercial. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that would, you know, I think I could have enjoyed that film. Had I not felt like every single second of the film they were trying to sell me something. It was coffee, it was Ryan Reynolds' gin, it was Alfa Romeo, it was uh, tourism to uh, to Abu Pepsi Dhabi. with the label out. Yeah, you know? very weird. Um, and, and uncomfortable because it's just like, man, I'm already paying, you know, like 12 bucks a month mm-hmm. or whatever it is I'm paying for the Netflix. I pay for that so I don't have to see commercials. Yeah. Well, it's like... Uh, I, I don't know if I still am. I believe I still am subscribed to the CBS app. Um, and for like an extra like four bucks, I think Hulu used to do this too. But for like an extra four bucks a month, you don't have to watch commercials. And it's so worth it. Not for just the amount of time you're going to save, but just for the amount you're going to be subjected to. And it's and it's become sort of like you're paying for these services, but now you've, you've still got to watch the fucking commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, that's not why I'm here. Yeah, I am upset with uh, uh, Netflix. Both Netflix and Prime have been doing this, like advertise some of their other shows before you watch your show thing lately, and I'm not thrilled with it. It's not the end of the world. It's it's but I a don't... little different though. I'll, I'll and and in just in my opinion, because you're already sitting down and watching whatever it is that they're already presenting to you. If you like this, then you might like this. You know what? I didn't like the fucking Aeronauts. All right, didn't like it. Didn't like it. I. You know what? My favorite thing about that movie was when the the dude was like, "I don't even want to be in this movie anymore," and he jumped out of the basket and killed himself. Um, <laughs> best part. Anything after that? 
not my best part, not my favorite part. Um, but that's where we're at, man. Yeah. yeah. I've been the thing I've been grooving on quite a bit. Um, I'll go into this, and then we can go into like the uh, <laughs> what Rotten Tomatoes and everybody else thinks about the greatest remake of any '80s show ever. Um, no, the thing I've really been grooving on lately is uh, just like random dudes content like you know what weird guy only has 6,000 views on his like YouTube page but like can actually really make a great point and has some decent production quality and all that like I've been like getting real in the weeds on like YouTube and whatnot do you have a favorite YouTube channel Ooh, oh that's tough um I got a couple I think I like the Corbett report that's probably yeah uh, are you familiar with no, I mean, I'm familiar with the, the, I've heard it of it, but I'm not familiar with it. It's like so, PewDiePie. I couldn't tell you what PewDiePie has, but I'm familiar with PewDiePie. So Jeremy Corbett is, he's a, like a truth to power sort of broadcaster. He does yeah. um, very cool, you know, hour and a half to 15 minute documentaries about, he did a cool one called the 9-11 Trillions, which was about the $11 million that uh, was missing from the Pentagon on the 10th. On 9-10. Yeah, and then uh, and how it's crazy that the accounting offices of the um, of the Pentagon were the offices that were hit. Yeah. Um, I mean, of of the eight sides that uh, that they could have hit, that it's weird that that was the one. Not the not the one that does the the issuing of uh, uniforms. But, but I believe it was also like the intel, like one of the intel cells got hit as well. I could be completely wrong on that. Um, but yeah, who'd have thunk? But Jeremy Corbett, he's done the nine eleven trillions. He did a really good documentary about uh, Timothy McVeigh and how Timothy mm-hmm. McVeigh was sheep dipped. Yeah. Um, and so you know these he does these really really good things, and they they take away his monetization, they remove his videos from YouTube. But he doesn't do alien stuff, which leads down to a whole other conspiracy theory. Like, this guy doesn't do the alien stuff. He doesn't do the Illuminati occult stuff. He does, well, this is the money, this is, who is this, and this is what they did. Well, he doesn't do that stuff because they won't allow him. I'm surprised. I mean, he, he's a Canadian that lives in uh, in Japan. I'm, I'm, I don't think he gives a shit what they allow. <laughs> um. No, they, um... Yeah, I, I there there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. Like, I mean, if you look at Facebook and what, how they're controlling content. Um, on one end, I see the point. You're trying to anything that you don't con- consider politically factual or you think is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to. I like. I'm trying to figure out a way to like say that I can understand it in the least bit, but I really can't. The only thing I see is 1984. I do like seeing the fake news alert on the Onion and like Babylon B and those sorts of Facebook pages. Babylon get... B gets it right every so often. <laughs> Sadly, so does the Onion. Yeah, um, yeah. We're it's a weird time to be alive because we're living in a an Onion headline. Like, yeah, um, Donald Trump is our president. Joe Biden and Bear fucking was Barry Sanders. Um, and why not Joe Budden, rapper slash podcaster Joe Budden with Biden? You get Bernie Sanders and Barry Sanders, Joe Biden, S- Joe Sanders Budden. and Sadden, or <laughs> Sanders and Sanders and Biden Budden. Yeah. yeah, two Joes, tale of two Joes, tale of two Joe Bs. <laughs> um, 
Joby Joby. So there's, uh, if you're if you're gonna look at this objectively, right? And we're just gonna play fortune tellers here because Elizabeth Warren's out, which yeah. there goes my conspiracy of uh, Hillary Clinton being her running mate, and then Elizabeth Warren's husband coming down with testicular cancer a week before the election. <laughs> um, we're now looking at at a, a couple of different potentialities. We're also, by the way, for the record, Tulsi Gabbard is still running. Uh, yeah. she's and she is probably the the best suited candidate of any of them. Uh, I like her platforms the most. It's weird that the Democrats are uh, the Democratic Party is uh, doing their best to move the goalpost to shut down a woman of color. Yeah, who is a military veteran in favor of an Condoleezza. Uh, in favor of Wait. two old no. white guys. Yeah. Uh, one of them is Joe Biden, uh, who is, um, fuck. A, the younger of the old white guys. The younger of the old white guys, but nonetheless, yeah. not the most sharp either. Um, no, I, I, so I, I, I wish, I wish sorry. Biden would do this thing, like after the weird hair smelling incidences that he has. Um, cause like I, you know, I do that to my kids periodically, but I, I do it more in that like, okay, you don't stink. Yeah. Um. I just, it'd be great if he was like, perk plus, soft conditioner, dry hair formula. Like, if he was just like, just nailing like the brand that each person used. Turns out that like, people who are really into exotic colognes and shit really <laughs> like being around him. Like, that's his thing. Yeah. But I watched Joe Biden forget what he's talking about. And don't get me wrong, I forget what I'm talking about half the time too. But like, that's I That's kind of how weed. the show exists. Yeah, that's why it exists. <laughs> yeah. He's running for president. There's a big difference. I'm not running for anything, and nobody should vote for me for anything. Yeah. Um, but this man wants to be president. So the thing we have to be really cognizant of... Did I hit the red button? I don't remember. Oh, no. Oh, it's, it's Tuesday, and Tuesday's pudding day. <laughs> but it's fucking Thursday. And, <laughs> and Again. Again. Um, but that's but you know that could be our guy, and if that is our guy, the real important question is who is the vice presidential candidate? And I mean, I think at this point, it, like Stacey Abrams would be the the most likely candidate. Um, I don't know who who do, who I want to run as as potential vice president for either Joe Biden or Barry or Bernie. I want I do. <laughs> I would I would accept a Barry Sanders presidency. I was like, this it would be the greatest experiment. I was like, okay, let's take someone who is just a football player, give him in charge of the country, and see if he can't do any better. <laughs> Why not? Who's who's gonna say no to Barry Sanders? Exactly. He's gonna show up <laughs> like four years from now. We're all millionaires. There's so much money in the stock market. All the robots are doing at the all the work. We're just hanging out. Like the Secretary of Defense <laughs> yeah. is John Madden. <laughs> John Madden is figuring out wars for but us. It's like, but it's like Super Nintendo's 1993 John Madden. Like, they just took that digital... <laughs> it's like 16-bit music. <laughs> but all war is gone. We're, you know, we, we've already, like, you know, we've, we've terraformed Mars. To duckins. <laughs> to duckins for everybody. <laughs> Every house is having a to duckin. <laughs> And it was all thanks to Barry Sanders. Because he, he got his fucking Hall John Madden back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Hell yeah. What? Thanks, Larry Johnson, the Secretary of Education. <laughs> By the way, um, Larry Johnson, are you familiar with Larry Johnson? Yeah. I believe he used to play for the Chiefs. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram now. He's got a, a new podcast. I, I really do need to do a better job of following it. But he drops all kinds of really cool, interesting occult truth bombs, which is... <laughs> which which I would... If, if anyone, if Larry Johnson says it's true, it's... <laughs> I mean, I would take it more from him than, you know, like... If Dan Rather started talking about the occult on TV, yeah. that's how I know everything is about to collapse. Um, <laughs> and that's how I know that none of this is real and it was always a show. Um, everything was always just a simulation and we were never actually here. Um, if, if that's how it goes down. By the way, interesting note, uh, Dan Rather fact. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, but the story of the, um, of the single shooter... Right, mm -hmm. comes from um, Dan Rather's misrepresentation of the Zapruder film. Oh. Now, before anyone got to see the Zapruder film, for those of you at home who are not familiar with the Zapruder film, when you watch the, the footage of the Kennedy assassination, that's the Zapruder film. And he was one of the first people to watch it years before it was released to the public, uh, right after it happened. And he went right onto the news and said and talked about things in that video that didn't happen. Like the way that his body, uh, the way Kennedy's body moved. Um, so Dan Rather got to that point by, got to where so he is. In my mind, all I can hear is Howard Cassell going, back into the left, back into the left. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> Down goes Kennedy. Back into the left. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, now, now, we, now we've got Bernie Sanders giving the description mm -hmm. of the kid. The head, it went back, and then it went to the left. Here's why, that's why uh, Bernie needs to be president, because I don't have a Joe Biden um, impression. Oh, My yeah, Joe Biden no, impression would be me talking about pudding. I, yeah, I no, like, you're... I have hairy legs and I like warm ice cream. You got like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're dead for four years, essentially. Like, you've got no shtick. Yeah, I mean, unless unless Bernie gets his Netflix documentary <laughs> yeah. series in which he tells the uh, the fucking his story, um, it's gonna be the best no stick ever. So Hillary Clinton has a documentary series now on Hulu, and in it, uh, I'm I'm sure you saw the um, the quote from Bill Clinton. Saw the saying, suicide note of the Hulu show. <laughs> Uh, well, Bill Clinton said that he got the he uh, he shacked up with Monica Lewinsky to manage the anxiety of being president. Yeah, makes sense. Um, which goes back to the Chris Rock show, and the first lady still got a sex and dick. Um, <laughs> if you're the first lady, you still got to, you, you're still a man's wife. Um, so, so if she couldn't couldn't help control her husband's anxieties um, while he was president, she wasn't willing to. To help him out, um, or did you know, like, could, should she have been president? She's not willing to. She's not willing to take one for the yeah, team. Yeah, I don't like. You're basically you, you're doing it for America at this point. You're the first lady, <laughs> the president. I, well, look at how bad it was when he was the president. Just imagine how bad it's going to be if she was the president. There's not going to be any sort of like that poor there, guy. There's there. She's gonna. <laughs> He's gonna be banging like the the. Little statues that they got 
she's <laughs> shit, man. She's and she's gonna be sacrificing children, uh, fucking drinking the adrenochrome. Oh, you <laughs> just a tiny taste. Just a tiny taste of the blood of an excited child. Yeah. No, I mean you're gonna. Be, it's gonna be awkward. You're gonna have Bill like with his penis stuck in the mouth of one of those like statues that spit the water. So, here's the question: Who does Hillary Clinton find that's going to um, help relieve her her anxiety? And do we get to find out who that person is? I want to know. Like. Like, who does, oh, it would who be does, totally. I would be totally cool. Like if we, if our presidents, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. were were to have like side side pieces because they'd be America's side do. piece, right? Yeah. But you're America's side piece. That's an that's an honorary title. You're not a you're no, not a you slight. You're scum. You are a, you are a fucking patron saint. You yeah. are keeping our president from getting too stressed out or filled with anxiety. You're potentially saving the country. Yeah. I, you know what? If, One blowjob at a time. Yes. Uh, you know what? And in the case of uh, Melania Trump, it's from a pretty lady. Yeah, I'm bet I'm willing to bet you she's she's taking the mouth shots for, uh, <laughs> and that's probably like why we're not at war. Like that's so that's probably like we're getting out of Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, we're 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 we didn't go to we didn't get in a third world war with Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Well, and you know she's the type to do the creepy stuff where like she straps on something and does him. And I need to work on a Melania Trump impression, but she doesn't speak a whole lot. Um, She's smart. Yeah. So I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I mean, I could imagine her saying, uh, "I, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to put the strap on on and peg you, Donald. Who's my dirty bitch? <laughs> but I don't know how to say that in in a weird in like Eastern a, European. Yeah. Because she she seems like the sort of lady she who, when she says it, sort of sounds super sexy when she oh, says yeah. it. Oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you'd be into it. Be like absolutely. <laughs> my wife's my wife's creative. She's the most creative. She's the best creative. When my wife fucks my asshole better, but she does the best asshole fucking. She's she puts on the bad. I do a terrible Trump, but just imagine Trump uh, telling yeah. all of his friends about everybody's ass fucking <laughs> pegging for everybody. Everybody's getting pegged. Man, and here's here's one of the craziest. Please things. title this one: Donald Trump gets pegged. <laughs> as as Melania passionately pegs. The president. I mean, really, like I, I feel like that person. If you are the president's side piece, yeah. you should, you should get at least a parking spot. Like you're America's a, side piece. A really piece close too. one. Yeah, I mean, a, this might be a time sensitive ordeal. So you're on call. Yeah. So yeah. and and allegedly, uh, Marilyn Monroe might have might have done some cool wobbly H stuff with the brothers Kennedy. Um, yeah. So, which would explain why she had to go in the first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, but which which brother? <laughs> so not which brother like shot the bullet, but which brother called the hit in? Uh, I think it would have been because I think Kennedy was she died after. I think it's mom Kennedy. Well, Dude, I don't, you fucking both my kids. Gotta go. Yeah. You gots to go, ho. You know too much. <laughs> Gotta protect the dynasty. We got little John John. He's gonna be president one day. Nah, allegedly 
George Bush killed that one too. Um, so, the Dark Legacy, which by the way is one of our most listened to episodes. Really? Yeah. People really get into Kennedy assassination stuff. Um, who who thunk it? Yeah. But allegedly, in the, in the, the second um, uh, Dark Legacy, that goes into Hillary Clinton um, and, uh, and George Bush being behind the death of, um, of JFK Jr. Which, yeah, okay. Hey, you, I don't think he made a good point, but it's one of those things that like you make sense. Like he didn't. I don't think he did a great job of making the point. And I'll go back and I'll watch it. A Dark Legacy too. Uh, but I could totally see that being a conspiracy theory that could happen, and that's why it's not on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Why you got to go get the good shit from Prime because they have the alien documentaries that have people from people like, uh, and I, we've shit on him in the past, Corey Good. Um, he's the guy with the fancy <laughs> mullet. Um, it's so a man's mullet. That's a, that that man. That his party parties and his business businesses. Um, but Corey Good documentaries are the and, and David Wilcox are, are the documentaries you find on Prime. Or on and they're not even necessarily on Prime. You still got to buy them. Um, but you're not going to ever see that shit on Netflix because it's probably. There's probably more uh, truth to Nazi uh, bases in Antarctica shooting uh, uh, rockets to the dark side of the moon where there's also a Nazi base. There's probably way more. That makes way more sense than just about anything else that I'm watching on Netflix. I'm thinking it's possible that Netflix makes these decisions based on the desire to make money and them being good, sound business decisions. Rather than like, you know, you know, that one where we got the lizard people working with Hitler in Antarctica to shoot missiles over Cuba. I don't know, man. Netflix did gay Jesus, which didn't (laughs) seem like a sound business move now because those dudes got their building burned down. And uh, I don't know if gay Jesus is still on Netflix. It's like playing the Hitler card. Yeah. You can't really argue gay Jesus. You know, like, unless you're Yoel Romero. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Yoel Romero uh, and his fight, like, did you did you watch the fight last night? I did not. Uh, did you watch any of the feedback of the fight? No, I didn't. Okay. No. So, so I, this will be the first time hearing of it. Well, great. I didn't watch the fight either, but uh, I'm glad I didn't order it. Um, so, Israel Adesanya, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is the... Middleweight champion of the UFC. He is basically a Tekken character because Tekken yeah. characters are way cooler than Street Fighter characters. I don't give a fuck who you are. Um, this dude moves like a guy who figured out that we're all avatars in a video game and he's just going to fucking he, play uh, with great strategy. Yeah, he's channeled into something. He's like, you know, he's figured out how to roll the remote like down and to the right while pressing A and B at the same time. Yeah, he's figured out yeah. the technique to make the magic happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Yoel Romero. Fatality. Is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> Yell Romero is is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. He, and but he wasn't able to seal the deal. Like he wasn't a uh, he wasn't able to implement a game plan. And it was apparently one of the worst fights of all time. However, it was preceded by uh, what is being called the best female fight of all time. Joanna yeah. uh, John Jacek versus um, the current women's uh, strawweight champion one fifteen. Champion, uh, and I don't, I don't really want to butcher her name. Uh, oh, I just break the classes up to like, like a little chunky, kind of chunky, 
Oh, these are really tiny. These are yeah. fun-sized ladies. <laughs> these are these are pocket people. Yeah. Um, but the, this Chinese lady, Wailing Singh, I believe is her last name, mm-hmm. um, she punches really hard and she punches a lot. And Joanna John Jacek, hell of a kickboxer, kicks really hard and kicks a lot. Now, Joanna John Jacek walked out looking like Rocky Dennis. Yeah. Which, more power to her. Bless her heart. Bless her freaking heart. However, holy shit. Um, yeah, Yoel Romero. Not so much. Not a good yeah. night for Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero is 43 years old. And this was probably his last chance to fight for a belt at 100, uh, at 185 pounds. And he didn't attack. Yeah. So it's very rare that people boo uh, the main event. Um, but they do. I mean, as far as tactics, so you don't want to get in too close to get tagged by Yoel Romero because he'll... Mm-hmm. He'll kill your brain. He um, he sent uh, Chris Weidman to another division, and then Chris Weidman is coming back to this division. Um, you know, <laughs> I've, shit, man. He's if he fights Chris Weidman again, Chris Weidman's probably gonna go to one seventy. I uh, I remember. Uh, I believe the first like sanctioned. I might I might even be saying it wrong. Um, but mixed martial arts bout in the United... Was it in the United States? I don't think it was in the United States. Um, basically, the first, like... Was it Ali versus the Japanese wrestler? Yes. Yeah. And um, this is one of those situations where you've got a guy that knows the one way Ali's going to beat him is if he can punch him. So the best way to beat Ali, you know, lay down and kick him in the leg. Because you can't punch him. And I think that, you know, I mean, sometimes guys get so caught up, and I've had, I've had the same problem with some of my fighters before, where they get so caught up in the way they're not going to lose that they forget about how to win. They don't have like that, you know, and I, I, I won't say they don't have it in them because a lot of these guys have been in those situations where it's like they got to, you know, they got to go down swinging if they're going to yeah. win. Um, but, like, I've seen them sit there where, you know, I mean, you go on fight pass. There's a couple, there's a couple fights you can see me screaming at my guys in the corner, where it's like, dude, you gotta like, you gotta stand there and you gotta trade. You gotta try to win this because right now you're just dancing around, not getting hit, dancing around, not getting hit, and you're losing every single round doing it. You know, but they're looking for like that one counter. Yeah, they're looking you know? for that one thing that they do that they can do. So, so did you get a chance to see Victor's fight? I did. I did. Right. Uh, what you think? Um. It was, I teased Seth. Um, Seth and I are good friends. Um, I'll, I'll throw that clarification out there. Because, um, okay, I'm watching the fight. And a really good fight. Really enjoyable fight. Um, I mean, I thought for the most part both guys were in it. Up until the point where Victor starts going at the guy's body. Um, and then you could just see that suck the life out of him. And that's why I'm a big fan of attacking the body. But uh, that first round, that cut... That occurs to Victor, I'm thinking, dang it, they're going to stop it on this. They're going to stop it on this. And then um, Seth, who, like I said, Seth is a really good friend of mine. I was best man at his wedding. Um, I see him in the corner, like, trying to close the cut with a T-shirt. And I'm, like, screaming at him because I know he knows better and that whole thing. But I'm also, like, if you look at the technique he's doing, like, I know he's only got so much stuff there. Um, You know, maybe something got left back in the locker room or whatever, whatever. But he's still doing like he's doing everything he needs to do. 
So I, it, so I mean, it, on one end, I like I can tease them, being like, "Dude, why are you rubbing your shirt in the guy's eye?" On the other end, it can be like, you know, thank God he rubbed the shirt in the guy's eye. You bought him enough time to win the fight. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. And he, that was one of the things that he broke down on the fight, and in, in a couple of weeks when we did the fight pass breakdown of the fight. Um, there was an issue with uh, the Vaseline. They, I guess they didn't apply Vaseline before. No, I, I saw that. Actually, I saw it. was funny. That's funny that you brought that up because that was one of the first things I noticed too watching the fight. I was like, no disrespect to the lady who was doing it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know what her position is, what um, her story is. Nothing, nothing bad to actually say about her other than she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, you know, like having been in enough fight, it was like it, the Vaseline was like poorly played. The placement was poor. There wasn't enough used. Um, it looked like that was all, I mean, I don't know her story and I don't want to make, I don't want to speculate or anything like that. And it's not her fault. It's just a lack of proper training. Shit happens. Yeah. You know, I mean, you learn the hard way. We all yeah. learn the hard way in this business. We've all, you know. There's, it's just a hard business to learn it. Like, there's not a lot of room to... Yeah. No, mistakes. I mean, you make a lot of mistakes on other people's faces. You know, so it, uh, it, it's tough. Um, but, like, I, I remember watching it, and... Um, one, I always... I do everything in my power to be the guy that Vaseline's up my guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Because that's the only way you can get it behind the ears and the neck. and the, no. By the way, that's going to be the new title for the podcast. <laughs> Jake Thompson does his best to Vaseline up his guy. A love story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That could be the new title for the podcast, searching for a title. <laughs> Followed by, like, if only Hillary gave a handy J. <laughs> what do, what if... What if she did? Like, what if that was her thing before? Like, she was like, she was the she was the best HJer in Arkansas, and like that's how they got. See. To, oh my gosh! What if he was doing it like right in, <laughs> into like? What if he did it when he was on the phone working out like some peace accord? <laughs> oh yeah, that's just calling in an airstrike. Yeah, he, woo! Kill that motherfucker! <laughs> woo! Monica's on one side, Hillary's on the other. Ow. Uh, yeah. I'd Why wouldn't it. you? <laughs> I mean, that was the only way it worked. The only way for it to happen at that point was because uh, Hillary and I have been together so long that she needed something new herself. And so Monica was, I mean, bless her heart, she was, she was a willing participant. We saw... I mean, you only heard about the cigar. You didn't hear about the Shetland ponies. <laughs> I mean, here's what was was great about did it for America. She did it. She did it. I'm sorry that that defined her life. Uh, but but here's one of the great things is that um, if you're a guy and you're <coughs> thinking about dating Monica Lewinsky, I can tell you, um, I can tell you some things that will are encouraging. Um, I mean, I'm sure Tom Green could, too. <laughs> it's so weird. <coughs> Bill Clinton and Tom Green are Eskimo brothers. They're tunnel buddies. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, like, that's a thing. I mean, just, you know, six degrees of separation. <laughs> but then, how many, how many war criminals... Are also tunnel buddies with Bill Clinton. Yeah, 
like, and how many of those women are now dead? <laughs> uh, like, I'm kind of curious about that. Like, I want to know, and, and only for my own evil, shitty curiosity, because I'm not a good human being, but I want to know uh, how many women who have shared the bed with both presidents of the United States, or multiple presidents of the United States, and, like, presidents of other countries mm -hmm. who are no longer with us. And how did they die? I don't know. Stuff you yeah. find out in, in uh, Forrest Gump 2. Exactly. You know, as, oh, as Forrest Jr.'s the one in charge of having to put them all out. He's, he's getting, as he's getting ready to spike up uh, uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Turns, it turns out that Forrest Gump <coughs> Jr. Was the, uh, was the assassin that Courtney Love hired. Yeah, well, they were a thing. <laughs> Which would then make him tunnel buddies uh, with Ed Norton. Yeah. Which, there could be worse people to be uh, tunnel buddies with than Ed Norton. Right? I, I, I got two ways of looking at that. On one end, I agree, but on the other end, I disagree. I mean, you're always going to have to look at Ed Norton going like, really? It was like, what what'd she see in him? But you're also like, dude, Fight Club. Fight Club is awesome. But then you're also going to be like, dude, you ruined my favorite movie. Like, Fight Club? No, what's Fight Club? No, Fight Club isn't my favorite movie. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? Um, I believe The House of Yes. Okay. Which is, speaking of Kennedy assassination. Okay. Not familiar with this. No. And uh, how did Ed Norton ruin this? Ed Norton didn't ruin The House of Yes. I was just thinking that, like, uh, you know, if I was, you know. Tunnel buddies with Ed Norton. I, like I would never be able to watch Fight Club again. Okay, I get way. you. I get it. Yeah, and yeah. I would hate. I would hate for him to take that away from me. So, and I know she would do that just to ruin Fight Club. I don't so, even have a girlfriend, but I'm gonna overshare here. I once um, shacked up with a lady who may or may not have shacked up uh, with Flo Rida. Yeah, Flo Rida makes terrible music. Mm -hmm. That's kind of depressing. Like if she was like. If she was the, if, like, if she'd hooked up with... Yanni. Uh, fucking Yanni. <laughs> Old big dick Yanni. <laughs> you know, just... Or Kenny G. <laughs> Kenny G's just, he's just playing his, his alto sax while she's playing his alto sax. Um, like, yeah. Michael Bolton on his reunion tour. Oh, shit. <laughs> After 20 years of marriage, he throws it all away for Michael Bolton. I want to know how many women threw it all away from for a night with Michael Bolton. That's that's a like a <laughs> new show title. Yeah, um, but we'll then put a survey up in the upper right hand corner of the screen. I mean, we I don't know if you saw the lady who threw away her relationship with the night with the Wu Tang Clan. No. So it was like it was like um, like a Judge Mathis or something like that. Yeah. You can look it up on YouTube. But yeah, this lady. Her boyfriend or fiance was really upset because she apparently got to hang out with the Wu Tang Clan. She didn't say which member specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why she didn't answer her phone. She couldn't find it or something like that. Yeah, she yeah. couldn't find it. And she was hanging out with Wu Tang Clan, uh, which um, I guess when it finally got to Ghostface Killer of the Wu Tang Clan, he's like, "If there's a woman hanging out on our bus." Um, she doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't have a husband. Uh, I don't remember her. 
Um, but if she didn't answer your phone, it's because she's not your girlfriend, more or less. You know? <laughs> um, which I don't know. I, I I would be that. I'd be too embarrassed to bring it on to national TV. Like I wouldn't if my yeah. my significant other like was cheating on me with with not even like. Here's the thing about the Wu Tang Clan. There's a there's a fucking bunch of them, right? There's mm-hmm. eight of them that are still alive. Um, but then you also have all of these subgroups, right? You've got like Kill Army, Wu Syndicate, um, uh, Sons of Man, and there's somebody at home like screaming at their their phone, uh, like, and this this it's fucking this other group that you totally forgot. Which, by the way, one of the guys from Wu Syndicate, that's the guy that cut off mm-hmm. his penis when he was really high. Um, but yeah, yeah there's don't do that, boys and girls. Don't don't do that, <laughs> boys and girls. Don't cut your penis off. Um, Unless you're in a... Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Cut your penis off. I don't give a shit. Like, I, do what you do. All right? Just just don't make it my problem. Just don't shit up a movie theater. All right? Um, which is why the streaming services need to put out good content. Um, make your make your shit available on uh, on on uh, Prime and we'll all be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, Talking to you, Disney. Yeah. Man, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't, anyway, I can't bring myself to get... Disney Plus. What were we talking about? Oh, um, your significant other is banging the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, um, yeah. I couldn't go on TV and say <laughs> I, just feel like... I couldn't do it. I I couldn't fucking do it. I would, I would be crushed. Like my my girlfriend isn't my girl. You why would you do that? Like you just own it. It's like say that's not my chick and move on. Like yeah. like you've got some sort of ownership to to her. Your Honor, it was five finger death punch, and my feelers were hurt. And all five of them used their whole hand. <laughs> On, I could one, have been me. And that one band that played all those songs with the banjo. Eat, eat, Donald. I am, I am putting it on for, for me. <laughs> Oh shit! And what if it's got like a spike at the base? There's something. Weird. Yeah, you know, there's some kind of like ah, Donald. It's like, do you like the thumbtack? It's dipped on your in broken urethra. glass. Do you like it on your urethra? <laughs> the poor guy probably goes home and just like out cigarettes on his asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sits on the couch and she's just like, yeah, you sit there, you pretend to be president, you piece of shit, and, and he, he just sits there and cries. And, that, and that's just how it gets him going. Yeah. That's how you know he's going to tear it up. He's like, he's, he's going to rage it. God, I, I hope that's what happens. He just goes home and he's just in fear. Just afraid of his woman. She's like writing out tweets and all humiliating like going like, I'm sending this so everyone believes it's you. Colfefe, motherfucker. <laughs> Michael Bloomberg cheats at mini golf, motherfucker. What if she's what if she's the brains behind like all the all the cool shit? Like and it turns out that she's also doing the Wendy's tweets. <laughs> how does your girlfriend know how ass tastes, Keith? <laughs> By the way, um I've been giving shout outs to like cities that I have listeners in now. Yeah. Um Sofia, Bulgaria. Ooh. Yeah, Bulgaria's cool as shit, man. Yeah. Um, so when I was in Bulgaria, like, shit, what have been like 13 years ago? Um, Back when you were 
Still an adult. Back when I was still an adult. Um, I went there, and, and A, they had a cool hot dog stand. Like, every yeah. country has their own, like, little hot dog. No, they each, you, hot dogs. I think you get one, right, per country? Every country, yeah, gets their, their sausage their thing. one, yeah. Yeah, and they had theirs, which was pretty dope. Um, and they also sell beer in three-liter bottles with a carrying handle. Like, <laughs> I... And, and let me say that I... My coping skills are much better now. Um, yeah. I'm much better at coping with 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 life. Uh, and I'm certainly not under the same stresses on a regular basis. But but a um, a carrying handle on my plastic bottle of three liter beer it was really easy to get over the fact that I was drinking warm beer because I mean, you can't shotgun a three liter beer. No, honestly, um, I, I and I think that's the most honest approach. Just to be like, who are we kidding? I can give you a whole lot of beer and little itty bitty tiny servings that you know you're gonna go through. The, no, or we just give you a big bucket. Here's your little feeding tube for it, and uh, and, yeah. and enjoy your walk around town. Yeah, um, it was great. Like, yeah. It was great. By the way, one of the really cool things about Bulgaria is mm-hmm. they've got underground metal clubs, like these in in bars that are 200 years old. Nice. Yeah, that's, and that sort of shit. Like, anytime you can go to a place that's been a dive bar for like multiple gener- multiple generations of, of families have had their livers rot away in this mm-hmm. in this in this particular uh, booth on this particular yeah. stool. Yeah, that's fucking rad. Um, well, my I have two dive bar rules. Tell me One, your dive bar rules. If you uh, if you go by a dive bar and it's full of people. You got to go in because there's a reason why it's full of people, and I've seen some of the greatest concerts ever because of that. Where I've like I've walked into like, okay, this is no one ever comes here. All of a sudden, this is full of people. What's going on? Be like, you know, oh, holy shit, it's Pearl Jam, you know, yeah, like doing some kind of something. Um, uh, the other rule is you you have to go in if there's a bunch of bullet holes in the wall because there's a story there and yeah. you don't want to miss it. I don't know that Parker's has bullet holes. Not yet. Not yet. No, um, not anymore. <laughs> um, but um, I'm also a big fan of dive bars. I spent some time in Spokane, yeah. and I have a great appreciation for the dive bar. Um, man, bless their hearts. Uh, they need a hot tub, really. That's the only thing to trash at Parker's a little bit more, is get rid of the DJ booth and put a hot tub there. Or you put a hot tub in the DJ booth. I'm like, there you go. And rent shorts. Oof. You can't get a whole lot trashier than renting shorts. Float tank. They have them in Anchorage now. Oh, nice. Yeah. You've been, have you ever been in one? No. Oh, great. Highly recommend it. No. Yeah. No. Uh, there's a thing I do uh, periodically at the Nikiski pool, though, because they have this uh, this morning physical therapy class. I go there. I throw on one of those life jackets, and I just float around the deep end. Like I f- It's like mastering the ability to absolutely do nothing at all. Like to try not to think, to try not to use any sort of your muscles or anything, and just exist in like a state of complete laziness. It's very relaxing. Big yeah, fan of it. Incredible. I've done it a few times. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful that they have one now. And, you know, it took a while to be up here for them to get them. Yeah. Uh, the first time I went to one, I had just gotten back from a, a deployment, and I heard um, I had heard Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan on his podcast talking about them, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in one, mm-hmm. and. Um, got back from the deployment and there was like one place in Spokane it was on South Hill and it was this therapist it would be yeah <laughs> yeah there it, was it, a guy if if ever there was gonna be someone who had a float tank place <laughs> in their house it would be on South Hill um, but this therapist yeah she had it down in her place and 
Um, it was it was just a very very cool experience, and then I've, I've been going through them since periodically. They're very relaxing. Cut off the lights. There's very there's there's no distractions. It's all mm-hmm. up to you. Um, although, and this is where it, like you you gotta piss. If you gotta mm-hmm. piss, then you gotta get up and get out. And if you gotta get up and I mean, get out, you gotta wash off and do all the shit. Start all over. Yeah. Start off all fucking over. Because um, I don't think you can pee in those. It's like 800 pounds of salt water, and you're like you gotta share it with. with you don't want to be that guy. No, you're there. That... Probably is someone who is that guy. <laughs> but you you don't want it to be you because yeah. it'll forever be you, and you won't be invited back. <laughs> There's gonna be your picture on the wall and be the pisser. You know, like I hate going to fucking places like um like Sea World um or any place where it has a big open pool. Like my my yeah. kid and I um when he would come uh, want to go to like TDY, go to a school or something in San Antonio. My dad would drive him down. and We'd hang out a little bit. I would take him places. We went to the Sea World once, and inevitably, someone shits in the pool. Yeah, and they shit in the wave pool, which is funny. <laughs> uh, which, uh, boys and girls, if you are going to shit in a pool, do it in the wave pool. Fuck yeah! Because <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a humiliating moment for the rest of your life. So make it as awesome as possible. I mean, here's. It's a thought, though. Like, if, if it's a turd, if it's a, if it's diarrhea, it's diarrhea. They're going to see you. Um, uh, but if it's a log, you could probably pop it off and get gone real quick. Like, before before the lifeguard sees you. Yeah. In fact, if you do it right, you could point it out to the lifeguard. <laughs> you might get some free nachos or something. Like, <laughs> absolutely horrified. I mean, in, in, in the world of, like, glorifying tattletales, right? If you see something, say something. No turd goes unpunished. <laughs> but then but then they go back and they roll back the video, and it's you. It's you, but they've caught you. You're the, you're the guy? You've already gotten the nachos, though. <laughs> now they've got to, the perfect crime. Now they've got to wait for you to take a shit before they can repossess them. Circle continues. <laughs> I don't know if we were the first country with water parks, but we're probably amongst the best. Yeah. I mean, next to the next to the Middle East, they look like they've got some crazy. Like they had one in uh, Ali Adid. Well, it wasn't Ali Adid. Ali Adid was the base, but in Qatar, mm-hmm. right outside of our base, they had a big <coughs> water park. Yeah, they never turned it on. Well, no, I, I mean, I think that's a, when you're surrounded by desert, I think the coolest thing you can do is have a water park, like, in the middle that no one can afford. Or Well, they just never turned it on. Yeah, or that. Um, I mean, that would build like it without the... fucking crazy. Like, I I would have loved to have gotten a tour. It just looked just super fucking cool. bring your own water. water. Yeah, just bring your own water. Yeah, just, oh, that's so-and-so. He's bringing his own water. He's got trunks. He's got he's got all the water. Um, but that's that's another place to, to, to understand wealth, to really mm-hmm. understand wealth. And your place in the world, um, and what the the differences between like in countries that have and don't have a middle class, like that's a place to do it. Like, yeah, Qatar is an interesting place because there's there's a very distinct line between um, poverty and a bunch of people living <coughs> on, on top of each other in a camp. Yeah, and fucking sixty two room mansions in the middle of downtown, um, right next to the Lamborghini dealership. You know, it's fucking it's crazy. But you also, one of the cool things I saw down there was like hip-hop graffiti. You know, people tagging Wu-Tang Clan on the side <laughs> of the wall. 
Like, all right, well, you know, Wu Tang forever. Wu Tang worldwide. Back to the Wu Tang and your girlfriend. <laughs> but like, if and I should probably I should probably wait till the next time I talk to Jelly. Jelly is a um, a microbiologist I've had on the podcast who also yeah. made her own Wu Tang Clan uh, Christmas uh, um, sweater. Yeah, you know, um, right, we've all done that at some point. Yeah, in our microbiology world. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird thing to do. It's a uh, it's extra credit. It is extra credit. Um, but I think that like once you're a microbiologist, if you have a side hustle uh, or any any <laughs> extracurricular <laughs> hobbies, Etsy. you know, <laughs> like you just you've gone above and beyond. Everyone yeah. else is a piece of shit. So like so this chick uh, Jelly, she also does meal prep. Mm. Um, so shout out to to uh, uh, prep by jelly. I don't know jelly prep. What look for jelly prep? Just look for jelly prep on Instagram. Yeah. I'm sure there won't be many. Google image. Yeah. Um, Take see, off your safe search. See what happens. <laughs> it's it's gonna it's gonna be the worst animal abuse. <laughs> it's just gonna be terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, so by the way, she's got a she she likes the Wu Tang Clan and uh, and sweaters and sweaters. But I I asked her, didn't actually get an answer from her on her favorite Wu Tang Clan member. Mm. But but from a dude's perspective, I man, I would hate for my my wife or or my girlfriend like if she was gonna cheat on me and turn the phone off with a member of the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. I wouldn't want it to be with young dirty bastard because that's ODB's son, right? Like, yeah. like not even like, like you're getting. I it's mean, like it's cool banging the member of a cover band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy who's in the cover band because his dad was in the original band. Yeah. Um, or his dad was in the original cover band. Yeah, but it's weird. It's just a fucking yeah. it's fucking weird. But I that would be the one I'd be the the most uh, upset about. Well, I, th- I think that's kind of, you know, I think as dudes we always have that to where it's like, dude, if you're going to cheat on me, cheat on me with someone that's important in the band. I don't want to hear that you, like, bang the bass player. I don't want to hear that, like, you bang, like, the guy that does, the like, the sound engineering. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're not, like, lead guitarist. You banged a roadie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, 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 ba- you could have had sex with Mastakilla and you chose a roadie? You, you didn't even try to be the... I watching, but... <laughs> What if it was the jizza? Yeah. What if what if your wife caught the jism of the jizza? Would you be ashamed or would you be proud? She's she got jizza jism. How much would you love that baby? <laughs> Interesting note. A few years back, somebody named their twins Rizza and Ghostface. <laughs> or not Rizza, Raekwon and Ghostface. Yeah. Yeah. Like Raekwon and and Ghostface Rose, I think it's Rosenthal. I just want to say it's Rosenthal. Your name is Raekwon Rosenthal, <laughs> and this is my brother Ghostface Rosenthal. There's and... one ring to rule them all. Oh my gosh! If your name, however, if your name is Ghostface Rosenthal, you should never, ever, ever have to pay to go to a Wu Tang Clan concert. No, you no, should, no, and you should you. always get cool like. Cool seats. They don't have to give you like that that row between like the the stage and and that that classy like you're in between that row of security. They don't have to give you that. You're you're not Puffy's kids, but um, but you should uh, Raekwon and Ghostface Rosenthal always be able to get a seat to a Wu Tang Clan show anywhere in the world. I just want to be with him every time he's at the DMV. Like, 
G with the big squares in the grid. G H O S Ghost Face. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need your real name. Just well, that conversation. Your alias is Jim. <laughs> yeah. My, no, I, it's, it's it's much shit. Just call me Jim. We'll be fine. We'll be we'll be all right. Call me Tony because yeah. Tony Starks. Um, no, when my actually when my son was born, there was a there was a brief moment in time. It lasted all of about three minutes, where on the actual paperwork before I turned it in, his middle name was the Hitman. Um, and it's throwback to various boxers and whatnot, and and uh, you know one of one of my all time favorite boxers and whatnot. So uh, m- originally, my daughter's middle name was going to be the Hitman, but <laughs> but I was like, well, I don't want to do that to her because her first name's already Samantha, so she's got like a ton of things she's already has to letters she has to use already. So with my son, there was a moment where it was like, this is this is it. This is going to be the last one. His middle name is the Hitman. And then I thought about that moment where I was like, because I'm someone that goes by my middle name. I was like, man, if he decides that he's like, no, you have to call me the hitman. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. It's like, it's my name. <laughs> I think that's the perfect reason to go for that. Yeah. Um, but then what if your daughter would have married someone with the last name Hart? <laughs> It'd be Samantha the Hitman Hart. <laughs> Kind of cool. Oh, or like Hearns. That. What if she married someone named Hearns? She could be Samantha the Hitman Hearns. That'd be the greatest, like, Match.com. You little... clearly <laughs> didn't. You fucked up, my friend. The Hitman was a great middle name for your little girl. That would have been a cool name. And you know what? Like, and what if she decided that she was going to get into combat sports or anything else that would have given her a nickname? Yeah. Um, she could have been, you know, Samantha the Hitman the Hitman. <laughs> Uh, Thompson. That would be great. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about that. Well, one of our favorite say- sayings, her and I, is you only YOLO once. So, <laughs> uh, shout out to Chris Armitage. Uh, except for the Hindus, then you only live infinity. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Do your best. Um, but yeah, if we had a Samantha the Hitman, the Hitman Thompson. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And it'd be even better if like, it was like... Some, or the like, Hitman, Samantha the Hitman. A competitive like robot wars. <laughs> She's the hitbot. <laughs> I am Samantha the Hitman the Hitbot. Thompson. Yeah, and then she but she's gotta when she makes it on when it's on TV, because it's gotta be on the Ocho. Yeah. They've still gotta use all the letters. Like, yeah. It's gonna be the whole thing. It's gonna be the whole Maybe box. several lines. Hell yeah, them. it's gonna look like how are we gonna set this? Are we gonna set this in the pyramid formation where it goes down evenly and it looks like an eye charter? <laughs> do it this way. Stock um, drops for ESPN every time she shows up. Yeah, but <laughs> literacy rates go up. I gotta piss. <laughs> and then I wanna talk about the coronavirus. Also, I have started a new uh, vitamin pack or the animal pack and I tried I've used animal pack in the past um, in previous times in my life and I really liked it I was taking Redcon 1's med kit for a while and I just kind of want to try something different and the first thing that you notice after you um, after you take something like the animal uh, pack vitamin series is uh, your your pee is like a nuclear green it's I've never had pee that that was borderline green and this man it's uh yeah, it's it's bright. Like it's like neon too. It's uh, if, I don't know if you've ever seen like the Jordan like the 
kind of venoms. I think they were called the venoms. They, they, it's just a bright green, an ugly ass bright green color, and that is your urine after <laughs> an animal pack uh, vitamin pack. You, you, do you take a, a multivitamin? Um, I, I, well, I do like a, not really a multivitamin, I do like a B vitamin, like a multi-B kind of vitamin, because, you know, it makes your urine a nice bright yellow, which is fluorescent, it, you know, that way if the lights are low in the morning. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, well, I recommend trying uh, the animal pack for a couple of reasons. One of them is, um, the smell of your urine <laughs> will wake you up, and... <coughs> And if you're not prepared for like your urine being that color mm -hmm. of like a fluorescent green, uh, it's uh, it's terrifying actually. Like oh my god, there's something wrong with me. Kick that down. Um, I do. Uh, I I did notice in your bathroom you have like the vintage late '80s, early '90s, Sandy Fresh like hand soap dispenser. Yes. I don't know if you have soap in it or not, but it's like, I you know that felt like I was in like. Between this reboot of Spencer for Hire and that, like, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm going into first grade again. It's important. It's like 1985 all over. The year Columbus But with, like, slightly blue. less racism. Or maybe more. I, I think, I don't know. Do we live in a, we live in a very secluded part of the world. And that's what, yeah. I'm, what I'm realizing is we... We have the benefit of like living up here, of living in a bubble and judging others. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, like aside from the summer, we don't have a lot of new people coming here. So. Is that what you're calling them now? Well, new people. You mean tourists? <laughs> uh, you mean yes. people that only live here for a couple of weeks or months of the year? Yeah, um, you're referring to our representatives. <laughs> those folks too, man. Uh, um, people that aren't actually from here. Yeah. Um, so, it, um, that being said, you know, like, uh, we live in a bubble, man. Like, yeah, we know the people that are surrounding us. We know the we know our neighbors, mm -hmm. generally speaking. Um, and so when I, you know, when you go out of town, you go to these other places, you see fifty thousand people that live in one, you know, series of buildings. And I mean, shit. We we don't have necessarily close to that. We have close to that many people that live on on this peninsula. Yeah, on the peninsula, which um, is the size of other states, you know. Yeah, we're pretty darn close to it. It's it's weird. It's um, so we, I don't know that we're in any kind of like position to say what's going on anywhere else because the only information that we're getting is shit we see on the interwebs. Or, you know, like, we're seeing on our social media feeds. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's and it's either all bad or it's not any of that. And I have friends that feel a, a certain way about... They, they get very angry about social justice stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but they're... But a lot of that stuff doesn't necessarily really even apply to them. Um, people for People getting angry about things that not only don't necessarily affect them, but they're actually, their lives are, are standing in, in the opposite of that. Like the mm -hmm. things that they're actually doing in their lives uh, say that the things that, that you're very upset about are really almost non-factors. Um, if you are, I don't know, people throughout uh, all, all different cultures and, and different lifestyles and, and different lives, different lives in my feed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like... If you're able to 
if you are able to live your life out, out and about, and you are able to be your most authentic person uh, out and about, right, to the world, then, then clearly it ain't that bad, right? Like if you are, if you feel like you can express yourself and who you are, um, then clearly you're not being intimidated by anything. There isn't anything holding you back, especially if you are at your most authentic self. Yeah. So those are, I don't know, I probably made no point whatsoever. I, I think you're heading down the road to a really great point. Okay. But I, but I, I feel like you, you maybe, I'll call you out here slightly, feel like you held back a little bit. Okay, I'll own that. Um, <clears throat> if you are able to live your life by the, in the means that you describe, that you feel make you successful, right? Mm -hmm. And you are able to be your most authentic self, share that with the world, then nothing is holding you back. All right, and you're you're an example. Fucking don't bitch. Just be that example. Mm -hmm. Be who you are. You do you, boo. <laughs> own it. Own. If you're able mm -hmm. to own who you are, then nothing is holding you back. If you're able to do the things that you want to do, and you do those things, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Then, then there is nothing holding you back. Then the the idea of privilege isn't anything. You're you're not being stopped. You're moving forward, right? Um, so to scream victimhood for everyone who isn't, who, who, who maybe aren't doing those things because they're afraid, how much of those, how much of what's keeping people from doing their thing that makes them live their most authentic th uh, self is fear. Probably all of it. Yeah. I would, I would um, give it a high 90% probably. So what is the fear? The fear is that we'll make a fool of ourselves, man. Um, every weekend grown-ups, grown-up men, women, and others get into prize fights where they're, they, they may look like a fool. They may mm. look really, really bad and they're risking life and limb. Um, Malcolm X was murdered in front of his children. What the fuck am I afraid of? Like, that's the worst thing that can, that is the, the very worst thing that they can do to you. That's the very worst thing anyone can do to you. Unless you're Malcolm X, chances are they're probably not going to do that to you. Yeah. Um, and the chances that you are someone who is fighting for social change, then you have to know that that's something they might do to you. Yeah. Um, because uh, what did what did the great Joe Pesci say in The Irishman? If they can kill a president, they can kill the president of a union. Yeah. Um, you know, some things are going to come with the territory. But if you are if you're the one that is is living your most authentic life and and I think most of us are, I hope most of us are trying to get to the point where we can. Where what do you we... think the average is? What do you think, like, how much, are you, you take the, you know, just any given family that, you know, taking their children to school and working their job and whatnot. What do you think, what do you think the percentage of their life uh, is actually authentic versus they're just doing what the American dream tells them to do, the happiness trap? I think most of us to a degree are. I mean, like there are some people who, 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 who don't. Mm -hmm. um, and you can say guys like Aubrey Marcus, right? Aubrey Marcus seems to be a guy who is his most authentic self um, publicly and privately. 
um, as we're ever going to come across. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, no. Lee. Okay, so um, he's got a very good uh, podcast. You should check it out. Um, he's the other half of On It. So when you think about On It, um, the company, uh, the supplement company that Joe Rogan uh, is a part owner of, Aubrey Marcus is the other half of that. He's the guy that um, I'm assuming he was kind of the idea, make it happen guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Figured out a way to make it happen and, and made it happen. Um, but he's also uh, someone who has taken a lot of his, uh, his the things he's learned and applied them to his life, whether it be in an open uh, being in an open relationship uh, and celebrating being in an open relationship uh, with one of the most beautiful women in the world, a former um, former I believe Miss Texas, just a beautiful woman. This was this was what they were doing, right? Um, but they were open and honest about that, and mm-hmm. when that relationship came apart, they were open and honest about that. But at the same time, he's bringing on guys like Wim Hof uh, to talk about conquering your own fears. He's bringing on, um, you know, former, you know, uh, Army Special Forces guys who have transitioned into entrepreneurship to talk about that transition. Um, He's a guy who's given a lot of gifts. He's given away a lot of stuff uh, via content. Like, like you and I are like talking shit. Hopefully, people are laughing. Like he's giving away something to like, to help you a little bit. You know, send you down the the like the guy playing a good a good song for you from a great band. Yeah. Like here's a band you might not have heard of. Here's a little bit of their stuff, and they've got five albums. Well, if you do listen to this podcast backwards, there is a hidden message where we actually are helping people. Yeah, but the you have to play it backwards at exactly the right. Point. It's going to be the third lion's roar. Yes. No. I'm, yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, like, in my head, I'm like the Missy Elliott, like, what she <laughs> said backwards, which was, uh, put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it, which was when in her song where she said, I uh, put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it, and then it played backwards. That's all it was said. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it, put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It was just, I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it backwards. Yeah, see? So there you go. There's a bustle in your hedgerow. Don't be alarmed now. Which, if you play that backwards, Stairway to Heaven. But... No, no Stairway to Night? No. <laughs> um, all right, so okay. are we closing out? I think we're closing out. Um, we could. Uh, even, we, we we never got to we uh, never got to the coronavirus. We should get to the coronavirus. We, we really should. We absolutely should just knock that out real quick. Let's let's do. That. I got the the wobbling mic right now. Just bang the table. Not romantically. That's not an earthquake. By the way. We have earthquakes, but that wasn't one. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the end of the world. The end of the world. So Again. is this the end of the world? I you know we're due. Or for two percent of us. I've been through. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just like. This is the most interesting end of the world I've seen in a while. I feel like I'm doing it wrong, though, because everyone else is like, they're gearing up with like, I'm going to get a bunch of toilet paper, I'm going to get a bunch of bottled water, I'm going to get a bunch of... And I'm like, I, I'm like, my pack is set up to run to the hills. It's like, I'm just going to go north away from all of you people. <laughs> I mean... Eh. I think that like a coronavirus death is the death most of us deserve. Um, if respiratory failure, respiratory failure, we kind of shit our pants a little bit. Yeah. We throw up on ourselves. It's bad pneumonia. It's really bad yeah. walking pneumonia. Um, 
and we shit our pants a couple of times, and then we die. I think that that is probably the death that most of us deserve, Some if we're if we're going to be honest with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. um, most of us deserve a death where we uh, where uh, we shit our pants uh, in front of our loved ones um, while we're coughing on them. While we're coughing on them and killing them, uh, yeah, giving them that inevitable uh, shit in your pants death. That's what most of us deserve. A family that shits together dies in their own shit together. <laughs> Um, yeah, most of us don't deserve like cool heroes deaths. No. Um, there's a reason heroes die the way heroes die. Um, you know, when they are uh, when you're su- when you're such a bad motherfucker that they that they are going to kill you in front of your family, you are a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so most of us, most of us, we don't get that. No. You know, we uh, we'll we'll end up shitting our pants, uh, scared that we're dying. Um, hoping someone did it on purpose but the reality is is no one gave a fuck yeah uh and and yeah we did it to ourselves um so i don't know there's there there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there and and we've kind of gone over them on the podcast on this Mm -hmm. particular podcast i just i think that most of us if if we don't all die we should get the humbling experience of shitting on our pants as adults yeah, and you realize you're not you're not in control of your body. You're you're still going to shit yeah. your pants. You're a grown up, and you're going to shit your pants. Yeah, own it. <laughs> you know, like that's that's the it's the terrible end that most of us deserve. You're just your mind, and you're only such a small portion of your actual mind. But yeah, the uh, I you know I think it's interesting. Um, I, this is something that always bothers me because. Uh, I've got I, I've got a kid that's missed a, a significant amount of school, but you know we sw- we sent her to Disneyland, so you know there you're missing like a week's worth of school, and whatnot, and so any actual sick days, like you start getting the letters home, right? The like, oh she's missed eleven days, she can only miss fifteen, and then it's chronic truancy or whatever, whatever. Um, and and I'm always thinking about that on those days like where she's really sick, and I have to send her to school. I'm like, why can't we all just be grown up about this and be like, yo, I'm sick. I probably shouldn't come to work. My kid's sick. Probably shouldn't go to school. Like, what we end up doing is like, we end up, uh, we have this idea that like, oh, you know what? You come in and I'll send you home or you can tough it out. And what we end up just being like little Petri dishes. Yeah. We just end up making more like, people sick. I'm going to handle all your change and touch your drinks and whatnot. If I'm working at say a grocery store or something like that, everything you're about to eat. I'm sick. I've been sneezing in my hands all day. I'm going to handle all that. Yeah. Can't you see the eye boogers? Yeah. Can you see the, can you see the stuff coming out of my nose? Yeah. The grossness? It's, um, say I'm very libertarian and I, you know, I definitely think everyone's, you know, like your money should belong to you and all that kind of jazz. But I'm also one of those people that I believe rich people should pay the poor people not to just go all feral on them and, you know. It's like safety pay, tax. Yeah, you pay the you pay the peasants so they don't like storm your castle, right? Yeah, um, you know they don't they don't have it. It's like you it's know a universal basic income. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and I and I don't look at that as like a you know it's like well they shouldn't have to. It's like well the reality of the situation is is like you know you're outnumbered. They want to fuck you up. They can fuck you up. So go ahead and pay them. Keep them happy, because <laughs> you owe. Um, this is the this is you're paying for protection. That's how the real world works. Um, but I also, there's part of me too that also thinks that like, we should have some kind of standard of like, you know, it's like, Hey, 
let's pay this person not to get everybody else sick. Yeah. You know? I, I, I dig it. I dig it. I I feel like our healthcare system is is going to be... It, well, it's already kind of exposed itself, right? Yeah, well, it's but a... You we know, we it's talked about it a little bit earlier reform. with yeah. Victor, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, when you when you make it about cash and, and work for... Uh, money for work done, then you're going to get a different price than if you are going through your insurance company. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's about the work that you need done, well, you're going to get what you pay for, right? Yeah. But if the, the bare bones, this is what you need, and this is what you need, and this is what that costs, versus this is all the extra shit we're going to charge you for that we don't need. A bottle of niacin at GNC costs like 10 bucks. Um, getting one 10 milligram uh, niacin from the doctor while you're in the <laughs> hospital is going to run you like 42 yeah. and some change. But if you need the niacin and the doctor is, you know, you're paying the doctor with cash money rather than going through the insurance company, he'll tell you what, what you can do at home. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Oh, I yeah. am sure. Or you could use the fucking internet. That's that's the other thing that I think people are learning, and that's where you're, you're going to find a lot of clamp down on the internet. Um, coming up because you're going to cut off access to information. The, the ability to do it yourself, like rather than having to go to a mechanic for everything. Okay. Now you can learn how to do basic stuff at home via a YouTube video. It's much easier, much cheaper to, to change your brakes with your buddy who's a mechanic than it is to take him to the shop because if you take him to the shop, they're going to want to charge you for new calipers and new rotors and all this other shit that you don't necessarily need. Mm -hmm. But if you got insurance paying for it, might as well. $45 niacin. You might, sir, need one of these cool $500 ice packs. That's the dope shit, sir. No, uh, I remember growing up, my doctor used to do, which he would probably never get away with now, but he used to do the thing where it would be like, hey, so I know, uh, know you guys don't have insurance. Got a whole bunch of samples from this company. Go ahead and take them, you know, uh, which was, you know, that's cool old school kind of doctor yeah. thing. You know, back in the day where they, you know, they would come to your house if it was real. Yeah. If <laughs> or it was you real go to their house. You know? um, well, you also, different time, right? Yeah. Like, you didn't have, uh, I don't think you had doctors being compensated by pharmaceutical companies based on how much they were able to prescribe. Or sued nonstop, you know. Or sued nonstop. Like that's that's the flip side of that is how much of what you're paying for for when you go to the doctor is based on the doctor having to pay malpractice insurance. Exactly. Um, and and it, it's crazy. It's really convoluted, especially if you are going to the doctor uh, for something that you did to yourself through bad lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Um, if the doctor screwed up in your heart surgery, however, your lifestyle is one that is requires you to have heart surgery yeah um eh, he did what he could with what he had you got your own responsibility there like if he left yeah. a fork in there that's you know you shouldn't have gotten yourself in a position where someone could leave <laughs> a fork know, in you didn't know if it was his spoon or my spoon <laughs> it's in there though like yeah. you've got it um no i think the um what i would always love to see them do would be let's take let's let's get rid of say the um uh, the pharmacies, not in the sense of let's not necessarily get rid of the pharmacies, still have the pharmacies, but put most of that stuff out on the, the shelf. 
allow me to go try to self-diagnose myself, go grab whatever pills I want. If bad things happen, bad things happen. Um, but I think you, if you allow people to least, at least have the best worst choice possible. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you're going to see healthcare fall for everybody else because there's going to be the people. It's like, dude, I want to go to the doctor because he knows what I actually need. Versus like I web indeed this and now I have shoulder cancer. You know. Which still kills more people than coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking it's a weird time to live in because everything um It's the best of end of the world so far. So far, yeah. Um the meltdown's gonna be great. It's, it's <laughs> always seems to come up around election time. Yeah. And then we're chill for like three years. Yeah. We're bitching about whoever's there. Like the other side is going to bitch for four years, eight years. But the other, you know, there, nothing else is going to happen. The, the wheel's just going to keep spinning. Well, once you realize it's, you know, you got the puppet on the left, the puppet on the right, and it's one, it's one person controlling both puppets, then elections get a whole lot easier to deal with. It's like, you know, I mean, when, oh, I, like I remember, uh, when Obama was elected, and, you know, <clears throat> all my right-wing friends were freaking out. And I will say, there was part of me that was like, black president, finally. That's cool. Like, I was like, look at America, we're so progressive now. Um, but I remember my right-wing uh, friends just pretending like it was going to be the end of the world. And I'm like, dude, this is Bush 2.0. Like, this is just an extension of... Like, none of these policies are going to change. Yeah. Like, it's like, like you're going to be fine. Like, everything you loved before, you have now. We're, we're going to get to keep the Patriot Act, guys. Yeah. And you want, you want, we're we're, we're going to ramp it up. Don't worry. We're yeah. being solid. Dude, we're going to come up with new stuff to... We're going to kill... Find new Martin ways to kill lots happy. of people. Yeah. We're going to find new ways to get uh, money and guns to cartels. Yeah. Uh, all, kinds of, all kinds of new ways to fuck people. Like, yeah. we're, gonna, we're still going to be good. Everything, um, everything you loved about DW... And and we're gonna see the same shit with Biden, uh, but I, I want to go back to real quick. Who best case scenario? Who would be? Who do you think Biden should pick or would pick as? Uh, um, and and not to say that to make I'm not voting for Biden for fucking anything. I don't care who he picks. Yeah. Uh, I could. I don't. If he picked Charles Barkley, that might be a pot. You know what? Charles Barkley might be the swing vote, but. I can't see any professional politician that he would say, be my running mate, that I would say, yep, that fucking Joe Biden. Um, because I wouldn't think, I wouldn't want Joe Biden to pick my dinner. <laughs> All right? Like, I, I just, I wouldn't want anything from that man or anything that has ever been from that man. He's got, he's one of those Vermont guys that can get you something weird. It's like, have you tried the warm applesauce? Worse, worse, <laughs> sir. He's from Delaware. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, Bernie's the Vermont guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joe's from Delaware. Yeah. Now, I don't... Uh, going back to one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> Delaware. We're in Delaware. That's it. <laughs> that's that's Delaware. I drove through Delaware once. Mm -hmm. it does. I didn't fucking stop. It's Delaware. <laughs> Worst um, 15 minutes of your life. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'd rather be parked anywhere. I see. I've always wanted to go to Delaware or Rhode Island just because of the fact that no one, I there, I have not met anyone that's like, you know what, I want to go to Delaware. So, my dad used to live in Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he uh, he worked, um, uh, he worked in New London, uh, Connecticut, and then we just lived in Providence. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, uh, I don't know. I think we. I think I've driven through there a couple of times. I don't. I think I ever really stopped. I was never like, ah, you know, check out Rhode Island. Um, I'm sure there's great, cool stuff in Rhode Island. There's gotta be like the well, they got the blue crab or whatever. There's gotta be some kind of all you can eat like seafood something well, or other. Fucking Quahog, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, which apparently is a county. Yeah. My dad was like, ah, Quahog's a county. <laughs> My dad inexplicably also sounds like Peter Griffin. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Peter, uh, Peter Griffin is from Rhode Island mm-hmm. versus Joe Biden from Delaware. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll take the fictional character that Biden calls Griffin. out Hollywood pedophiles. Um, <laughs> it's the over... Biden Griffin card. Yeah. I, I'm that, you know what? Give me a fictional character. Give me a fictional character <coughs> and I'll, I'll, I might think about it. You telling me that. I'm going Garfield Snoopy this year. <laughs> I'm going Calvin. Yeah. If Calvin was, if Calvin, there was a possibility to get Calvin, I'd go with Calvin. I know Calvin's like seven, um, but we we get uh, immediately we'd get like Secretary of Defense Hobbs, like, <laughs> way cooler than Hobbs and Shaw. Like now, yeah, just I would have watched Hobbs and Shaw if Hobbs was played by Hobbs. If, if we had a cool tiger, fuck yeah, get a get a tiger and and which one was Hobbs and which one was Shaw was was uh, the Rocker Jason Statham. Yeah, well, yeah. one of them is one of them's a stuffed animal. Uh, <laughs> way cooler, way fucking cooler. And that's going back to downloadable content movies. Exactly. It's gonna be this shit. You could, you could so put Calvin and Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw. So that'd be great. At what point do you think Clint, uh, Clinton crashes this? Like, is she gonna come in as someone's running mate? Is she gonna endorse somebody? Like, what is she going to do? Um. Like who's gonna kill himself? She's. I. I don't think it's that. I think that. I think it goes to unelected official. Like it goes back to, um, like a policy position. Yeah. Right. Well, we need someone with Hillary's experience to be the Secretary of State again. <laughs> there um, was this Benghazi incident. And, uh, she's and that's more familiar with it than anybody else. Um. But I don't know because I believe it's Judicial Watch who um, have made it so that now Hillary Clinton has to testify regarding her missing emails. Mm-hmm. So she's going to have to answer some questions or plead the fifth. And and those or are just lie. Uh, I think you're 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 more likely I think in this case to say uh, well she's going to plead the fifth for national security reasons, and yeah. that's and that's how she plays that. Um, they're going to say, well, these decisions were made uh, from a Secretary of State uh, position. Well, find this. What is this? What is this? What is this? What does this classification? What does this classification mean? What is the? What is this particular word uh, in this particular? Mm-hmm. And that's when you find out words matter. Um, and if you've got a good lawyer, get funky with it. Shout out to Walton Tyler and Lineguard. <laughs> yeah, that's then you do that. You, yeah. know, you, you go that route. But I think that she gets herself into one of those unelected government positions. Um, she's definitely somebody's cabinet member. Um, and if it's Joe Biden, then she's, we're bringing Hillary Clinton back on the, she's, she's going to, the building where. The things. The, the things. things. She'll do the thing that she, <laughs> I love blueberries. 
And that's... You know how the rest of it goes. <laughs> and that's how it goes. And that's how we end up with uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton for four to six years. And then a series of accidents that then and promotes ch- her to president. Or empress. <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's how that shit goes until the end of time. So you don't think anyone goes with the possibility of a vice president, Clinton? I think that you're not going to get anybody who was going to vote for Bernie Sanders to vote for Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. I don't think that there's... I know some really liberal people, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and I know some of those like blue or go home like our only chance to defeat the orange one is to vote blue. Uh, that's an authentic yeah. self. That's, you're not scaring me. It's all it's all a charade. Um, but I feel like if you do that and make her like in the line of succession, apparent Americans aren't going to go for that. Mm-hmm. I think Americans, I think that sort of thing would scare Americans. Um, however, you say you put her in a place where she's never going to be president. Um, you know, she's, you make her, you know, the secretary of something or other where she still has her, uh, her influence, the people who, who uh, own her um, and, and have owned her for the last 50 years, um, they still have their, their hands on her. And she's still going to be a puppet for them until the end of time. So you put her in a position where she can continue to be a puppet for them. If it's the military-industrial complex, then it's the military-industrial complex. If it's the banking complex, um, then it's the banking complex. Whatever it is, the status quo will continue. Nothing is going to change. If you are interested in... If you are a Democrat and you are interested in, in the possibility of change, or at least let's see what the fuck happens... Mm-hmm. Then make an actual change because if you run with Joe Biden as your presidential candidate and anybody other than Charles Barkley or Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes, <laughs> like you're gonna have to run a fictional character with him to make him yeah. electable. Oh, oh, you're gonna Han Solo, <laughs> President Han Solo. We get Chewbacca too. Uh, George Lucas it's is Biden gonna... Chewbacca ticket. I fucking go for that. I, you know, Baca's going to be around for a while. He's seen some things. You know, like, you put Joe Biden and Chewbacca on a ticket. Like, maybe he's electable, but he's not electable with a, guy you know, an actual person. Um, but, but I will say, I think it would be funny if you ran Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Sanders Clinton. That could be fun. <laughs> Just get those like uh, get those hologram signs. So depending on what angle you're looking at them, it either says Clinton Biden or I'm sorry Clinton Sanders or Sanders Clinton. One of the names that's the names that's been floated for Joe Biden uh, is uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, which is a bad choice. Yeah, um, she's she's a status quo as they come. Uh, she's a former prosecutor uh, who kept innocent people in jail. Like, yeah, that's, which, yeah, which, which bows poorly. Um, and it's weird that the, and going back to this, the Democrats have moved the goalpost um, for the, or against the, the, lone, the lone woman of color left in this race who's also an army vet and anti-war yeah. uh, and pushing for cannabis legalization. 
of weird, man. Kind of weird. Kind of pushing <laughs> the old white guys here. Well, um, this is. I, I think we're getting to see. See, before I was um, before I was libertarian, I was I was definitely very like liberal or democratic. Ditto. Yeah, um, you know, and it was more or less. I mean, it, uh, you know, it was the. I, I liked the policies, and I thought, um, and the the personal freedom end of things. Uh, I mean, on that end, like Democrats were like, on the oh, I'm good, but on the uh, like, you know, the uh, there was the gay marriage thing was coming up back then, yeah. and I was like, I was like, well, okay, why can't two dudes, two chicks get married? Because marriage isn't even supposed to be a government thing. Yeah. You know, um, but it seemed like they seemed to be the party of freedom, yeah. whereas on the on the reverse side, it looked like the Republicans were like, "Well, we don't want people to do that. We can't have people do that." You know, we God and yeah, I, you know, the Bible Belt Republicans were really bad in the '90s, I think, in the early 21st century. Well, people were really listening to them at that point. They were huge. Yeah. They were they were a voting block that people were pandering to, and that's where every four years the the voting block of people mm-hmm. you pander to kind of changes, right? Where you say anything to appeal to them. Yeah. And and it's gotten like that's where the Republicans were, and now the Republicans are. Well, we're not them. Like they're the the Republican Party is one way, and the the Democratic Party is is so all encompassing yeah. uh, that it's actually also taming at the top very uh, exclusive. Well, at the top, it's yeah. just as exclusive as, as the Republicans. Yeah, well, the Republicans did that. Um, I, I believe it was in that Bush era where they did the big tent Republican thing, where they kind of gave up. Like, it was like as long as you kind of mostly got part of our, you know, what our party stands for, you're in, you're good. Um, but it really, I don't know, it was more at that time about like manipulating big business and just getting a big voter block. Yeah. Some not so much about what the actual, you know, the actual. Uh, policies of the party were, and um, I'm starting to see the, uh, you know, well, I mean, a great example is you know Republicans are supposed to be minimal government. You look at how much they have grown government. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, w- what you started to see then was Republicans attacking Republicans for not being Republican enough or in the right way, and I'm starting to see this in the Democrat Party now, where they've sort of turned on themselves. Um, and so I don't, I don't see Bush being beatable this go, or not Bush, sorry, uh, Trump being beatable this go around. Um, just because I, the Democrat party is doing what the Republican party mastered years ago, which was beating each other up so bad that you can't win in the general. I agree. Unless the Republican or the Democrats, no, or the Libertarians run John McAfee. Run John. <laughs> I would vote John McAfee in a heartbeat. God. McAfee Yang? <laughs> You're a grown-up. We'll help you figure it out. <laughs> Why not? I think that would be that's the, the best possibility. One of the things, um, one of the people that has thrown their hat in uh, as a potential vice presidential candidate uh, is Andrew Yang. Yeah. I could dig Yang. You know, the more I think about it, I could dig Yang. Yang seems like a reasonable feller. He seems like a guy that's that's got some... Got some great ideas, um, and uh, he knows what time it is. Uh, everyone else is just, I don't know, they're a politician. Yeah. Um, and and I think that it really is time that we stop having politicians be the, po- stop, uh, the top politician in the land, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. that's not what, what that position should be about. 
you running guys who've been in professional government for 40 or 50 years. And I mean, that's, that's great and all, but nothing ever actually gets done. These people know how a process inside of a bureaucracy works. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, tr it's true because I, honestly, it seems more about being able to navigate the process than your actual ideas. Yeah. If you want to get something done, you can get something done. You just have to get it done. Um, and people are, uh, I guess it was, it's interesting. So, um, AOC for all the shit that she gets mm -hmm. from, um, from, from folks, she's been very forthcoming about a lot of things, including the, the way that, um, Congress people are approached by lobbyists and, and how they have introductions to lobbyists and how lobbyists work. And these are your lobbyists and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. Um, we have such a, a corporate influence on national policy and it trickles down to us in such a way that we don't even notice when it's happening. No. Most of us don't realize that we're, we're at such a like trickle down the end result, the end user of policies that were made by people who are paid for by corporations that have the corporation's best interest in mind. My favorite example of this, and I think we brought it up before, was um, cigarette companies. Because in order for you to start a cigarette company, you're gonna have to start your cigarette company, you're gonna have to get approval, you're gonna have to go through the FDA guidelines, you're gonna have to, it's gonna be millions or perhaps billions of dollars for you to start a- uh, Just to say hi. Yeah, a tobacco company. Now, the reason why these things are in place is because, well, tobacco products are bad for you. You know, um, cause cancer, kids shouldn't smoke, adults shouldn't smoke, no one should really actually smoke. Um, it's all bad. So who do we get to write these policies? The tobacco companies. So we get the tobacco companies like, tell you what, we're going to spend billions of dollars on anti-smoking ads. Uh, we're going to help you with your policies here at the FDA. You can spend a lot of money with the FDA you know, making it very difficult for anyone else to come up with a tobacco company. So they basically, they've bought their own monopoly. Yeah. The only way you can get to be even mediocre or like even a small margin competitive with them is to basically be bought out by them. So then, then we turn into the, the vaping discussion, right? Yeah. Which, which we're both libertarians, grownups, grownups couldn't do what grownups do. Um, vaping is a safer alternative to nicotine reception than tobacco. I think it'd be ridiculous to argue against that. Okay. So here's where the fuckery comes into it mm -hmm. uh, with the tobacco companies. The tobacco companies make uh, your, your small, uh, very discreet pocket vapes that you lose. vibe and your yeah. altos and your... That you lose, that break, that whatever you know. You have the it's your introductory one. It's the one that makes you go, "And I miss, I miss smoking." Um, <laughs> and it's designed that way, I'm yeah. sure. So those are the same people that are pushing to uh, to knock out the vaping industry yeah. in in the United States. High schoolers aren't getting hooked on vaping because they got a hundred dollar box mod and a. 20 or $30 nicotine juice, no. right? 
they got hooked on vaping because the stuff that they got at the gas station, the stuff they got at Walmart, or the stuff that they that they had to pay a guy to get for them from one of those places. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they're getting caught with. They're getting caught with those because they're inexpensive, because they're shit. Uh, and the reason they're inexpensive is because they're shit, because they're garbage. Uh, it's not a good, A, it's not a, a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a great delivery system for that product. So it's a shout out to 5150. <laughs> yes. Um, go, go buy some of your Woken Bake merch, yo. Um, <coughs> Trying to, I'm trying to figure out a new way to do sponsorships. I think yeah. I want it like not even sponsorships, but supporterships. Like I don't, I don't necessarily want to do the, the big long intros anymore. Yeah. I just want to drop their names in there, from there to there. You say, go get yourself some shattered battery, you grown up. Um, <laughs> but um, the thing that that it goes back to uh, with the vaping though, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to make this point. Uh, Mitt Romney. Um, yeah. Uh, the uh, fucking shell of a human being he is. Um, he looked like his face just looks like a waxed asshole. <laughs> He's got a face like a waxed asshole. And that All explains right. vaping. Um, <laughs> so he um, he used to work for a company. He was a consultant for a company called Bain and Company. Yeah. Back in the early nineties, and I, I can't recall which tobacco company it was, but it was a major company. And he was brought in to help their declining sales. And one of the, one of his uh, recommendations was to cut the price of cigarettes. Um, and he, it, the drop was like 75 cents per pack, something like mm-hmm. that. And he was the dude that was behind that. They gave him a lot of money over the years. They have given him a fuckload of money over the, uh, over, uh, the course of his lifetime. I believe, I believe Mitt Romney's a billionaire. Um, I believe he's in the billionaire class. Not to shit on the billionaire class. However, with that being said, um, you don't typically join the billionaire class by not being involved in some shady, dirty, ugly shit. Yeah. Or continuing to be involved in some big, dirty, ugly shit. I or being the, the founder of some big, big ugly, dirty, dirty shit. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And Mitt Romney certainly falls into that category. Um, and I, I believe, and I can't prove any of this, I believe he's still an agent of those uh, companies and those corporations that have given him millions of dollars over the course of his career, both politically and privately. Um, I, I, like I said, cannot prove it, um, but I've also done zero research into whether or not he is getting, uh, still receiving support from him. But he is the guy that's bringing children in to go to the White House and say vaping is bad. Yeah. So um, I think it's, I'm okay to say Mitt Romney has a face like a waxed asshole, even though he has eyebrows. He still has a face mm. like, a wax, uh, like a waxed asshole. Go... Um, go online. You take your safe search off. Look at waxed asshole, and then <laughs> look at Mitt Romney. You're gonna, you're gonna be like, which one am, what am I, which one am I looking at? Oh, the eyes. The fucking Open eyes. Up in two different frames. <laughs> two yeah. different browsers. Yeah. Spin around six times. Get yourself a little dizzy. Look back at it. You're not gonna know which one's which. Or you know, have someone come in. It's like you got either gonna load a, a picture of Mitt Romney or a waxed asshole. You decide which it is. It could be a family game. Yo, if you are a, a, a kid at home with Photoshop and you can make uh, Mitt Romney's face a waxed asshole, I'll make it a t-shirt, okay? We'll make it a t-shirt. We'll put it on the alaskahiphop.com website. I've decided that I'm just going to start selling some of the Woke and Bake merch yeah. on that website. Um, and, uh, yeah, why not? Um, but with that being said, uh, yeah, I'll sell a waxed asshole Mitt Romney shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. 
I'll, and I'll, I'll send you one. I'll send you a hoodie. A face mask for Halloween. Get that out by October. Oh my gosh. That'd be great. <laughs> you, could, you could be Mitt Romney, the waxed asshole for Halloween. I'll be Mitt Romney's the waxed asshole for Halloween. I'll even go keto uh, <laughs> so that I can look like, uh, like that shell of a human being that is Mitt Romney. Um, Mitt Romney looks like a guy that used to be a person on the inside, uh, used to be a person, but has been completely replaced by artificial parts. He's got like those veneer teeth. He's got that weird he sort looks of to me unreal like if, face structure. If Jared wasn't a pedophile, you saying that Mitt Romney's not a pedophile? No, no, I'm just <laughs> okay. saying he looks like if Jared wasn't. <laughs> He's just that if Jared wasn't. <laughs> not saying that Mitt isn't. No, this is the great thing about the internet. We we get to enjoy this. Like in, yeah. in a previous world, we would never have gotten to say a that Mitt Romney looks like a waxed asshole with eyebrows, or um, not without a talking to, not without a talking to. Uh, um, yeah, you can almost see line six ringing. Right now. Um, <laughs> Did you guys just say Mitt Romney looks like a waxed asshole? It's the worst radio I've ever heard. <laughs> I want a Mitt Romney's face waxed asshole hoodie. I will wear that to dance recitals. I will, I will wear that every. I'll wear it everywhere in hopes that someone is on a stupid amount of psychedelic drugs when they see my shirt. And they shit their pants and have a like a not a corona death but a corona death scare. Like they shit their pants. And this was it. This, oh, no. this is it, man. This is it. I reached my threshold, bro. I can't do it anymore. His his shirt. It looks like Mitt Romney's face is an asshole, and it's eating itself. Oh my god! I just want to vape. Ah, oh, it smokes cigarettes. Ah. And and that's then. But as they're shitting their pants. It's their like their their butthole their sphincter is squeezing and the sh it's the shit is coming out like a like a water faucet like a hose like a hose in your yard. That's why you have to use <laughs> but it's but it's not going anywhere. It's just in their pants. That's why you have to use hypercolor. Oh, shout out, shout out to hypercolor. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't, feel, couldn't feel up your girlfriend because of hypercolor. Do they make hyper? Okay, so for those of you that, that aren't a thousand years old, hypercolor was a fabric that when you uh, when you wore it, it changed colors with your temperature, and it yes. was cool for a summer. I don't know why it was only cool for a summer. It was a pretty cool thing. It was like there were slap bracelets, and then like disappeared. Yeah, oh, and the the weird tennis ball like Velcro mat. Oh thing. yeah, that thing was fucking awesome. That was cool. Those There's are still like, around. You can still get those. Those are great for us that couldn't catch. Yeah, you know? yeah, and for like, um, and so when I would go on vacation, mm -hmm. um, like if I was during if it was during the summer and I couldn't play baseball, I just fuck around with that and it sucked. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's 100 blue. Uh, <laughs> it was meant for pe like it was meant for drunk adults in the the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Um, and kids who couldn't catch. <laughs> um, I felt like it was something you bought. You know, our parents bought us so we would just shut up, so they could just enjoy like their six pack on the beach or something. Here, go figure this out. Ah, I'm gonna fucking throw a ball at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throw it at you as hard as I can. Go get it. <laughs> ah, this is so much fun. I'm gonna throw it in the water. Fuck you. <laughs> they, got, they got that little stick people use for their dogs. 
I'm just kidding. Kiss. Yeah, his head's still above the water. <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll be fine. I hope there's no sharks out there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go down and get them? No, I didn't fucking think so. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you know who didn't love their kids? Like, you take them to a buffet, then the beach. parents. <laughs> fucking lawn darts. Lawn darts, lawn darts. were... were <laughs> fucking weighted, weighted pointed missiles that you would... Throw yes. in the air and would land in people's heads and eyes. I guarantee the Greeks have taken over cities with something very similar to the lawn darts. Hopefully, it was Alexander on fire. the Great or something is like just dip it in this. Dip it in there. Go this way. Lawn darts. They go called lawn darts. I um. So I played with like the recent how lawn darts are now. They're not like the cool spikes they used to be. They're just these weird like like weighted ends that kind of bounce and I don't know it's fun but it's like you take the danger out of it and it's not really the same so but no no get out of the way and then you accidentally you know like when a lawn dart gets a little gets a little wily on your hand you end up sending it a lot more towards the left towards your like baby sister than you thought you were gonna the crib's right there she can't move <laughs> it's on fire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then you throw the lawn dart. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the 80s were a weird time um, because people, like, drinking and driving was way more acceptable then. Yeah. And everything was way more, and a lot of cars still didn't have seatbelts in the backseat. Um, well, everyone sat up for, I remember riding on the dashboard. <laughs> like, I don't know that I ever, I, I remember, like, the piss can. <laughs> we're not pulling over for anything. <laughs> When I pull it over, kids, you're gonna have to pee in the Folgers can. <laughs> At the back of the Caprice Classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, my dad doesn't listen anymore. <laughs> it was a good car. It was good it was a good family car. It was your mother. <laughs> we owned it. It had an extra row in the back. It could be used for seating more kids or groceries. Every 7,000 miles I change that oil. <laughs> they tell you three, but that's bullshit. <laughs> You've... They also say five, but you can go to seven. Seven, you can absolutely... You go to nine, you're a bad. You got to put some oil in yourself. <laughs> but you can, you can maybe do nine easily. Easy. If you got a good engine, yeah, yeah, you can totally do it. You can hear it when it starts knocking. <laughs> By the way, um, so the reason my car is at uh, Riverside Wrenching is because while I was driving, it lost all of the power. Like it oh, starts slowly. Bit huh? Every bit of it. Um, it started just slowly dying. Like as mm -hmm. I'm driving, um, the uh, power steering, I lose yeah. power steering. Uh, and then um, the ABS light starts blinking. Yeah. And then it slowly starts dying. It's like, oh. belt? Um, I think so. Um, mm. The the guess is that it's a serpentine belt. Yeah. Um, which is probably that's probably the most logical explanation. That seems like it. Yeah. So keep in mind that's what's going on to the guy who said nine thousand miles car right now. Right? <laughs> I just want to be very clear on that. The guy who said that had to have his wife pick him up. And take him to a pizza party yesterday. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I had pizza at Big Daddy's Pizza. 
And oh, it's nice. A, yeah. Kick Dynasty is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of the White Album. One of my favorites. I, yeah. Anything with feta cheese, I'm a big yeah. fan of. Um, and one of my one of my personal Jaybird. Jaybird's dope. Um, they've had a lot of stuff come and go over the years. Mm. I miss their blue cheese uh, dip. They used to make their own blue cheese oh, sauce. Yeah. It was great. Um, not a blue cheese guy. Apparently, not enough people were either. Yeah. Um, so because they don't have it anymore, but. Uh, they make great pizza. So um, cheese would be eating had the Nazis won the war. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are going to have the blue cheese <laughs> for all of you. I hope you like the blue cheese. Some of it comes from a goat. Some of it comes from blue. <laughs> what is blue, you ask? It's an old German family tradition. We don't really talk about it but it's a secret it's nothing it's not like goat piss or anything <laughs> ram's piss why was it that in, in all the movies with german german uh, actors and actresses uh why do they have a string of ram's piss and beer fast i didn't so it's a ram's piss if you can drink some ram's piss you can drink anything we don't even talk like that Um, so your pizza party? <laughs> yeah, so you showed up. Uh, showed up at a kid's pizza party. It was weird. Really? I like, played the wall, and it's like, it's like your mom dropped you off. Basically, you know, like you can come inside or you can stay in the car alone. Oh. By the way, my my wife doesn't talk like my dad either. Let me just be very clear on that. She uh, be terrifying. It's sometimes you marry your mom, sometimes you marry your sister, sometimes you marry your dad. It's weird, but you know it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I just uh, married my wife, which was a terrible decision. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that to anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Marriage is, marriage is the thing, man. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing because you're, you're saying that you like someone so much that you want to get the government involved. Yeah. And I know that that's a joke, <laughs> but it's the truth. Yeah. You are going to have to go to a courthouse uh, to get a legal document saying that you really like somebody, and that legal document says that they get a if when if shit goes tits up, they get a bunch of your shit, and if you guys have anything resembling any life that you've built together, fuck you, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that doesn't even matter if it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's not even like the judge goes, yeah, oh yeah, no, dude, she was a total bitch. Yeah, and I like, get it. You, yeah, I get it. She she keyed your car and set your uh, set your house on fire. She had babies it. with all your friends, man. I get it. <laughs> she gets. You should have fucking known better. It's like when you got that student loan for sixty thousand dollars when you were eighteen. Should have saved your money and bought beer with that when you turned twenty one. <coughs> Dumbass. Which, by the way, you still owe for all of that, but she gets half your shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't care about your debt, stupid. Yeah. By the way, you very may well lose your ability to vote because uh, your debt's stupid. Yeah. Stupid. So we were going to go ahead and have you guys split custody, but you're going to pay her to take care of the kids. You're the one working. But I don't know. I actually, I ended up in a weird situation where I was paying myself child support. I'm kind of doing that right now. Yeah? Are you getting the... So this was what weirds me out is like I, I get these deductions out of my check and then I get a check from the state for that amount. So I like I kind of rolled with it 
and oh, it's somewhere in my coat. But I, I finally, I was gonna save my very last one because I haven't taken a, any money out for a long time. But I, I did, I did at least get a deposit from the bank that said, like you know, uh, Jake Thompson child support in the memo. Jake Thompson child support to self. <laughs> so I'm gonna frame that. But that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Congratulations on that. I, you know, I, I'm just happy that I won against me, but I honestly, like, I don't know if I can fulfill my obligation to myself. Yeah, what happens if you can't pay your child, your own child support? They dock your, they dock your pay. They take it from your. They'll taxes? take my license. Because <laughs> 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 I, but I owe me, and I owe me too much money. You are, you are behind at least ten thousand dollars in child support to yourself, sir. You're a fucking piece of shit for not deadbeat dad. Deadbeat dad, <laughs> you piece of shit. No, my situation's a little bit different. I'll tell you about it when we're not on the air, but it's yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it, you know, but all things being equal, man, um, I did want to make a mention of this before, because uh, I haven't made a mention of this in the last couple of weeks. Harrison Ford's new movie, Call of the Wild. Yeah. Harrison Ford has an adventure in uncharted territories with a gigantic dog. <laughs> Where have we seen this before? Is he looking for a one-armed man? Yet. Or is or is he, he best friends with a one-handed man? <laughs> is he shacking up with a one-handed guy's sister? Will Harrison, there be a spaceship? How will they navigate some of these pathways? They might <laughs> go on a rickety boat. <laughs> this is... I. You know, I, I see where you're going, but I think... like. This is Harrison Ford, like, just going, you know what? We're going to do me. Everything I've ever done has been geared for this moment. I want a CGI dog now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and that's the weird thing. Like, it's a Harrison Ford movie. You couldn't get, like, some well-trained, like, you're, there's not some Burmese mountain dog or some St. <laughs> Bernard out there that's, like, able to do what it does. Yeah. You know, like, come on, St. Bernard. <laughs> We spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on these on getting these these dog specialty trained. I'm yeah. sure that there is somebody can can make a dog that is best friends One with Harrison Ford. Brandy in the yeah. oh fuck yeah, yeah. Um, or whatever it is that Harrison Ford drinks. Maybe it's Adrenochrome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he did make some movies with Spielberg. <laughs> Man, it's late. It is late. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Godspeed and toodles. I know at least nine dudes that have butt-fucked your mom on video and then sold it back to your dad because the only way that he can come is to watch nine strangers fuck your mother. <laughs>